0: The college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play, win, get paid over at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support the Sports Gambling Podcast? All you have to do is log into com backslash Amazon. Bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Yes. Woo. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Patty C to the college experience. I've been
1: living it my whole life, buddy.
0: I mean, look, that's my introduction for you. You don't even get nothing. You get nothing. I said, welcome, Patty C to the college experience. No former, former, you know, because you're a current douchebag. There you go. Former James Madison you're defensive back. In <laughs> <laughs> former tech mobile fucking shitbag player. All right. How are you, pal?
1: Good. It's funny that you should mention Tecmo and shit in the same sentence. My old friend Walter just became my new roommate. That is the guy
0: that won the bet
1: when we were actually in college.
0: Yeah. At JMU.
1: At JMU. That should he beat me in Tecmo Super Bowl when I was the 49ers and he was the Raiders, that he could take a big dumpling on my face. I made that bet and I lost
0: and 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 hopefully it never happened i, I it's did. one of those things where you're like you don't want to tell people but it really happened
1: maybe it did <laughs> maybe it happens <laughs> most nights of the week now that he's moved in
0: hey I, never I wouldn't i wouldn't put it past you two <sighs> filthy humans all right how are you pal buddy
1: life is fucking good it's summertime
0: in california yeah, you know i go
1: outside i get baked in about 10 minutes i'm fried like a lobster there you go we're man. drinking these Pacificos yet again
0: It'll, yet again we got we a got shot news. of rum right here Havana rum yeah some beautiful Cuban rum uh buddy i i I was uh down in uh in good old San Diego yep did some shows been hitting it hard with the stand up very nice by the way at that uh I get to, to to throw my dick in the air for a second here if you're in the area even uh, say tomorrow, say, say tonight when if you listen to this on Monday, uh, I'll be at the Speakeasy on Pico in Santa Monica this Wednesday. I'll be at the Laguna Beach Brew Company. Come down to Laguna Beach. What the hell? I'm a fucking
1: idiot. I'm looking for my computer cord now because dicked around on this computer for too long without powering it up.
0: And you don't know where your fucking. Court is. I don't know
1: where this shit is. We've been drinking for too long.
0: Okay, this guy, you know, there's people out there in the world that just you—you you got Munson out the middle of nowhere. You know what <laughs> I mean, like kingpin. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I've been muncing down the middle of nowhere for the last ten years,
0: buddy. So you know, since do you have the last fifteen, any years. idea where your court is?
1: Since leaving JMU, I've been Munson in the world. It's it's around. I'll, I'll find it. You keep telling the people about your comedy sets.
0: I have a lot of shows coming up. I'm excited. There's some talk about me coming up to Northern California, say uh, around next month. Um, but I, I have some shows for the next couple of weeks. Where
1: specifically in Northern California?
0: Uh, Humboldt.
1: Humboldt. I've been there. Humboldt. Uh, I got punched in the nose by a chick there.
0: Oh, nice. I you should. We, can we get her
1: on the pod? Uh, I wish. She kind of, like, disappeared in the night after that, so.
0: What the hell are you into?
1: It, uh, dude, this is that's what you're going to get in Humboldt. You're
0: about to have sex. She punches you in the face because
1: you no. say something
0: stupid. She disappears into the night, fucks a stranger.
1: No, uh, this was like when, okay, so let me explain how this happened, right? Here I am, high school, no game,
0: right? Wait, this isn't high school? You went to Humboldt?
1: No, I didn't go to Humboldt. I'm talking, I'm, I'm explaining, I'm giving the backstory here, okay? High school, I really hadn't developed any game yet. And so I rely on the quarterback thing a little bit, you know, link up with some hot chicks that way, right? That comes and goes. I go to JMU. In, in case
0: you forget, Patty C played quarterback in high school.
1: Complete douchebag.
0: As he was a defensive back at JMU.
1: He I worked? even wore a seashell necklace for about a week, and then my friends clowned me so hard. That, but I was trying to go, like, the uh Could you quarterback. to the
0: waves in the seashell?
1: I, sh- I, I did. I would sit there and, like, you know, I'd <laughs> strum my little guitar and, you know, do everything douchebag uh, that man. I possibly could. Um, no. So, uh, anyway, I got to JMU, and I didn't have the football thing to lean on because I was eating burritos on the sideline. And so... <laughs> I developed uh, what we call um gorilla pimp game, you know, which okay. is kind of just like, which you could get away with a you, which is 66% chicks, maybe down to like 60 now. I don't know. But at the time, pretty great ratio. Um, anyway, gorilla pimping, you kind of just act like you're hard shit. That's That was yeah. the go-to. And really, I g- kind of watched the Jersey guys do their thing and kind of picked up their game. I also had some some friends that were into some nefarious kind of behaviors that... Picked up on their game too, so I tried to emulate that. It kind of worked for me a little bit. Anyway, I tried that shit in uh, being cute and humble. And we were in a cab, and I was flirting with this chick. And I thought it was going well, but I was acting tough, and then she was acting tough. You
0: missed the signs. She
1: hated. It, you yeah, the start, and I like right? grabbed her wrist, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> baby," you know. And then Buddy, so, that's
0: a Me Too movement going on. You are fucking with. Yeah, well, on, no,
1: it was yeah. the wrong move. It was aggressive. It, you know, I wasn't going to do her any harm, but, like, we were just flirting. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We were talking shit to I've each other. I've had a other. few
0: chicks grab my hand before that I never hooked up with or never wanted to hook up with. So I'm going to back you up on this.
1: There you go. Yeah. I wasn't trying to, like, be too aggressive. I was really just playing with her. You know, I grabbed her hand. I was like, listen, little lady. And then she, like, seriously cocks back as far as she possibly can and just drills me straight in the fucking nose. And... What do you do in that
0: situation? It well, was just like normally if it's this right is an awkward dead on with the nose, it's like the basketball thing, it kind of makes you tear up. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. teared
1: out. I was like, aha, yeah. it hurts so bad. But then like, you know, for the next two minutes while the car ride continued, I was like, Okay. <laughs> just gonna sit
0: here and yeah, own it. Yeah. I messed up. I'm sorry. You're like, so how about that uh <laughs> whatever was topical by the time you're, you're in Humboldt. You're like, so how about that marijuana?
1: Right? Well, that's what I was up there for a paycation, if you will. Yeah.
0: I'm still working out the dates by the way on that. I don't know for sure. So if you happen to be in the area, don't hold me to that. Next episode, I'll let you know, but I will say, obviously, if you're listening to this uh, on Monday, I am at the speakeasy in Santa Monica, 9 PM Wednesday. I'm at the Laguna beach beer company, brew company, beer company, whatever the fuck. Come on out. Then I'm also in uh, Hawthorne. You ever been to Hawthorne
1: Uh, I don't believe I have been to Hawthorne.
0: I'm at the flights brew company there. Then I'm doing the dojo, of comedy on the, uh, in Hollywood on the 24th. Then I'm doing a 12 uh, step show on the, tw- on the 27th in Dojo dojo
1: comedy run by none other than one Trevor Kevlow an yeah. up and coming name in the comedy scene.
0: There you go. Shouts out. And then on the 30th, a good show, Gallagher's long beach, Come on out to these shows, guys! I got a bunch more slated. I think I'm going to hit Santa Barbara in uh, in August. I got that pretty much penciled in. I'm just waiting on the date, making sure also that I'm not out of town. You're a man about town, buddy. I'm I'm, I'm doing it. So so Brewdog showed up to shout out to Brewdog. One of my I did uh, the show the stats in uh, San Diego. I did a bunch of shows in San Diego.
1: Like in case you guys don't know, we claim to be the Tecmo gods. But Brewdog is Brewdog the is the, Tecmo the god. god. He no, is. Although I'm
0: one and one against him.
1: He's still the God.
0: Yeah. He definitely, well, he's shown up to my comedy shows. He's a God forever. Right. right? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, had some nice fans come out. Shout out to all the fans that met up. It felt cool, man. Yeah. It felt cool. With the exception of all what one show, we had one show canceled. That was our best paying show. Yeah. I was opening up for my buddy, Rob Christensen. Yeah. Shout out to at Rob loves bagels. If you, on, on Twitter. Um, and, we were having like, he's killing it, doing great things. Glad he put, picked me uh, to go on the road with them. Had some, have some more offers to do that. Hopefully I'll follow through on those. And uh, so we, uh, the best paying gig got canceled because the city shut off the power. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to stand up.
1: Didn't that happen in New York recently too? What the off the power. I want to say the power went out in New York city. Well, yeah, It's going on all over the country.
0: Yeah, apparently so. So then we scrambled to find a show. We had this guy who we never saw go up on stage say, hey, you should come do my show in Ocean Beach. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. This guy ended up, uh, he's a, uh, I don't want to blast the guy too much, but I'm saying he was a pro wrestler. Well, allegedly a pro wrestler. Yeah. We show up to the show and it
1: was. I feel tasty. like you don't blast that guy. I feel like you salute that guy.
0: Well, the show was a mess.
1: Yeah complete shit It show. was
0: one of the worst. Me and Rob were uh, talking and I think it was some of the wor- like uh, we've been doing this a while.
1: Well, what else do you expect in Ocean Beach? Yeah,
0: I mean, dude, this was like you could have been I uh, in a you what, at Walmart. Humboldt is
1: going to be a shit a show. Similar vibe to Ocean Beach.
0: Well, I can't wait. Cuz <laughs> that's part of the fun. That's living life, buddy. I thought about that. I was like, you know what? As much as I know that I absolutely couldn't have ate a bigger bag of dicks than I did at that show in Ocean Beach. Yeah. I even tweeted about it. The only thing that was confirming to me that was the other comics that I know are very funny. Yeah. All they I all ate, ate shit it too. Ate too. But um, I woke up the next day and I was like, you know, this is that's part of the adventure. That's part of what I love about being a comic is that you have no idea. And even though I, I totally ate shit, yeah. it's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It can't always be a fucking yeah. perfect ride. I didn't say
0: I'm funny. I said the ride is funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, but, uh,
1: it makes it that much more rewarding when shit it does. Is Cause I never fire.
0: remember that many of the good shows. Yeah. I always remember the bad. Yeah. So like as much as it, it was painful that night, I'm like, God damn it. I fucking really tried to memorize. You I'll know, at least
1: like, remember this experience. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like you wouldn't, I will never forget the ambiance The like uh, this ridiculous crowd. Yeah. Uh, no one could care, you know, about the fucking comedy that there was even a comedy show going on. So there's that now in sports, Patty C, your guy, Russell Westbrook. I know you dress like him. guy, And he's now a Houston rocket. Yes. Look, I know the NBA. I could really give a shit about, but uh, somehow I still, I'm a walking, talking, living, breathing contradiction. Patty C. Mm -hmm. I still somewhat tune in. I still somewhat care. I, I guess I don't really care, but I'm there. I still watch. I get sports deprived. So I'm sure as much as I'm shit talking, how bad the NBA is come next June. I'll be talking NBA on this podcast with you because I'm a mess of a human. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: All right. That is confirmed. Uh, I'm, I do want to, um,
0: are the rockets something.
1: contenders? Yes, they are.
0: You think they got better from this movie?
1: I do. Absolutely. When when someone I read... Especially
0: because it was toxic.
1: It was toxic, apparently. I read an article online. Uh, What they pointed out was not only is there chemistry, supposedly between Harden and uh, Westbrook, which is less of an issue, I think, but it it factors. More of an issue is that A. Westbrook is more talented than Paul, uh, athletically speaking. And overall skill-wise, while Paul may be more well-suited to run a traditional basketball or any, kind of, like, basketball set, you know. Yeah. D'Antoni's system may be the exception where pace is a much, you know, bigger factor than, you know, slowing it down like Chris Paul likes to do. True. So, uh, you know, half-court game, that's Chris Paul's uh, forte, you know, running the floor, that factors weight or that benefits a system that has – Westbrook way more. And so
0: I'm going to tell you this though. Patty C. Patty, Patty Fee, Patty Fee, Mike Tyson. Coming um, up. <laughs> I don't believe they're really contenders because I don't believe the Antonis teams should ever be considered contenders. They don't play enough defense for me. And although the NBA and the NFL are moving into this, fucking zone of all let's have crazy scores and arena football, like an arena basketball or whatever. Well, let me like. ask you this. Yeah.
1: What team right now is going to stand in their way? Cause that, that's the another factor. Los Angeles. Clippers. There's no mega super team out there for the
0: first time. And you the know, the Los Angeles Clippers are four gonna be years. The best defensive t- team in the NBA.
1: The Los Angeles Clippers are going to be the best team in the or defensive team in the NBA. You're right about that.
0: And I think they would give the Rockets fifth. Did they? They didn't retain Beverly, did they? They did.
1: They did. Wow.
0: Dude, they have like three all NBA. So George was a nominee.
1: Yeah. For defensive MVP. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kawhi's won it twice. Kawhi's
0: won it twice. Patrick Beverly is about as good as a on-ball defender as I think you can have in the league. Yeah. Harold's athletic as shit. I mean, this team is going to be an absolute nightmare. Defense. They lost
1: Boban which is a fucking big factor.
0: On um, being defense. I think so. I, I mean, I think a, this team, Boban, it was a little bit of a liability athletically. Yeah, but this he's also team is incredibly athletic and a half. I understand. But I think Harold's a, a, a solid athlete. He's not, I mean, he's a suit, but I'm saying like, he's, I mean, he's not a suit, but you know what I mean? He like, and You think he protects the rim? I think he's athletic enough where he's, yeah, he's kind of like a, uh, who the fuck? I don't know who to compare him to. We're already talking about the NBA too much. My point is, I think, <laughs> I think they're going to be a very, very, I think they're going to be the best defensive team in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Fair. I think that's, you would have to definitely give them that. nod at this point. I mean, they
0: got Lou Williams going off the, maybe bench Utah,
1: any team that's got Rudy Gobert. I mean, uh, you could also say that. Uh, I know that you're not big on the defense provided by Robin Lopez, but uh, Giannis, the
0: defense, the boxing out,
1: right? The rebounding. Uh, so let's take a look here though to to harp on a point we always do. um the stars in the league, right, seem to coalesce in mega city destination or at least big market cities, yeah, and by both Paul George and uh Westbrook, both considered top fifteen players easily, you would think um I mean Westbrook was the m v p two years ago and Paul George was a f- one of the three finalists for MVP this year. Um Was he? I want to say I think he was it was him, Giannis and uh Harden. Huh, I didn't know that. I could be mistaken on that, but I, I was pretty sure yeah. that, that that was what I read cuz he statistically dominated this past year. Okay. Um those two stars went to the big market, so when you think about it uh I'll just look up top top players in the NBA now. And we'll see uh, which of these is in a big market. LeBron? Yep. Durant? Yep. yep Westbrook? Yep. yep. Curry? Yep. Kawhi? Yep. Harden? Yep. Paul? No. Chris Paul? Yeah.
0: But I'm hearing reports that they might get, they buy a out and goes to Miami or LA.
1: Which would be, yes. The Lakers. Uh, one of these like destination cities that the NBA likes. Uh, Anthony Davis? Yep. Kyrie? Yep. Giannis? No. Jimmy Butler? Yep. Damon Lillard, no. Paul George, yep. Joel Embiid, yep. I mean, so basically yeah, like... The whole
0: league, basically.
1: Yeah, we've got two players, Giannis... And Damon or I Lillard. guess it's Giannis. I need to stop saying Giannis. Oh, who Giannis and gives a shit? Chris Paul at this point are the only two players that are playing in relatively small markets, you know? And yeah. it's like, you have 20... Half of them are playing together, you know? Yeah. It's like, yo, why, do, why, do, why does five teams have two of the top 10 stars in yeah. the league and no other team is able to have a top 10 star? Pretty stupid. Very stupid. But you know what? I'm starting to accept the NBA as more of a... TMZ of sports. Well, that too. But just a, a pro baseball model. You know, that's yeah, really what really you have to look it really at it. is.
0: But we're already talking too much about it, buddy. We got a lot of college football to go through. Yeah, we do. All right. So, fuck you.
1: I mean, when you accept <laughs> the NBA that way, though, it, it becomes a little because of the Raptors, you know? Because of like, well, because Kawhi leaving, it hurts them. Right. It is and so it exactly. A dynasty. You may never find in that city. It is
0: exactly like the Kansas city Royals when they won and everyone else left. Yeah. Hosmer, uh, Lorenzo Cain. I'm forgetting a bunch more.
1: Yeah. They just go to the bigger. Yeah. Bigger and,
0: markets. and they went to shit right after that, which is what the Raptors will be this year. Let's do this shot of rum. Do you want to do this? Absolutely. This might be, I don't know. Terrible. I don't know that you shoot Cuban rum, You know, but what? Hey, Cheers, bud. You know who would disagree? Who's that? little guy named Ernest Hemingway. He's a smart man. There we go.
1: Cheers, bud. Pretty good. Damn it, smooth. Let me ask you this.
0: Like a veteran hooker.
1: What's up? Damn right. Rank, generally speaking, your liquors of choice.
0: Depends on my mood, because I'm a true piece of shit. hmm But consistently, if I'm stuck on an island... Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm on an island, I probably want
1: rum or tequila or something.
0: Or vodka would probably like. I'd probably go away from the bourbon. If I'm on an island. Why is that? I just feel like it's not as tropical. Yeah. <laughs> like you give me like some some pineapple juice and cranberry juice or some shit with my my vodka. It works. You give me the rum, uh, you know, mai tais and yeah and uh, uh, pina coladas.
1: Bourbon, you want to be like in a farm.
0: Yeah, bourbon was like in a barn. It's a cold night. This shit's yeah. going to warm me the fuck up. You yeah. know, like, so, but yeah, to, to be honest, like here, I would probably go, you're going to hate my thing. Because if we're going most consistent for me, yeah, I'm a vodka drinker. Oh, no. I think vodka is my one. Oof. So if we're doing like the, the seeds. Okay, explain why. Uh, Because I, I like it on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Good vodka. I don't drink bullshit vodka. I yeah. do like some kettle on the rocks okay. or some Chopin or something. Or even even like that uh the one that I had where well, I don't know where the bottle is. this shit from Trader Joe's, but not vodka of the gods, but it was like a decent one from Trader Joe's. But I put a twist of a lemon and I just drink it on the rocks a lot. Yeah. Most consistently in my house, I would say. Um It's smooth to me.
1: Right? See, let me let me explain that why vodka really really we're gonna rank five I think here and maybe you can throw in more. I, gin doesn't even qualify to me.
0: No, gin qualifies for me. Okay,
1: well here are the types of vodka that we're taking into consideration here then, or the types of liquor I should say, vodka, whiskey, and all whiskey. You know, I don't think bourbon, Does
0: scotch or, fall under that. Uh,
1: I think scotch is its own thing.
0: Okay, I would agree. Yeah, but
1: like for instance, like Irish whiskey and and bourbon, yeah. kind of the same deal. Uh,
0: they're, they're different. completely different, but yeah, they're yeah. different
1: enough, but, but uh, we can put them under whiskey they both warm you up, yeah, okay, okay, um so um whiskey or whiskey vodka, gin, rum, tequila, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it okay, and scotch will say, oh,
0: yeah, okay, I thought you said I thought you we were already including that um, so my one seed would probably be vodka, and you said just the consistency, the quality
1: of it. I guess when you get to like a higher quality, then the taste isn't so reprehensible.
0: Well, and like in the consistency, it mixes so well. I with- think
1: that's my problem with it. And you know what my problem really is? My days of drinking vodka were very early on, you know?
0: Yeah. So- well, I used to be anti-vodka. Well, I actually, I, I never had a problem with it mixed, but I used to be anti-vodka shots. That's because our friend Kyle was a fucking maniac. Hot Vods. Right? Yeah. And he likes it room temperature.
1: He I likes it like cold
0: drinks, all right? I don't fit well in Europe, although I love Europe. But it's <laughs> fucking hard to find an ice cube in Europe, wherever the fuck you're at, all right? <laughs> yeah, the
1: Germans drink their beer at... Uh, Dude, in Ireland,
0: Ireland. I was like, they, it's, it's, I got I gotta, to pay for a bag of ice everywhere. I mean, they don't even carry ice. <laughs> um, But, okay, so my one seed would be vodka. All
1: right, and let me tell you why vodka is my lowest seed, because it mixes so well, and... When I would be drinking it. Because it, it w- makes it so because well. Because it mixes so well. And <laughs> I have said. specifically because okay. I would be drinking like brunettes or some shit. Yeah, like out I, of a
0: well, I mean, plastic look, bottle. And I When I was at East Carolina, we with, had aristocrat vodka. And, yeah. and there's plenty of barf behind that. But yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, there you
1: go. I barfed my fucking guts out too many times on vodka. You got to get through this. It's on the shit list forever. And you know what? The other thing about vodka is there's something like about clear liquor. Which, you know, actually, when I go tequila, I prefer, you know, the silver to the gold. That said, there's something, maybe it's just something about vodka in particular. <laughs> maybe the taste of the rubbing alcohol, You're a it just, it, it makes me fucking angry. I've fought more times on vodka than by far any other fucking liquor. Huh. Like, vodka is an automatic So for the fist Super Bowl,
0: fight. you were drinking vodka and you fought that Patriot fan?
1: <sighs> I was drinking hatred for New England Patriot fans. <laughs>
0: I've had that. I've had that drink before. Right.
1: Someone um, wanted me to tell more about that. That's yeah. basically the gist of it on that fight. I fucking
0: okay. Hang on, talking hang,
1: shit to Patriots fans. Hang
0: on. So my two uh, my two seed two seed for me would probably be, and this is me basing on consistency. Uh, I would probably go whiskey next.
1: I think whiskey is probably my two seed. Oh, I'll give you my one seed real quick. Yeah, tequila. Tequila. Yeah. And real quick, I'll just recap the order in which these drinks were number one in my life at some point. <laughs> Vodka started out as my number one. Rum became my number one. Then whiskey became my number one. And now tequila is my number one. Wow. So tequila is my number one because it it just puts me in a good mood every time I fucking drink it.
0: Really? it What's so uh, shocking is I find tequila, like, per status quo, I feel like. Is always the one that makes you the fucking Tasmanian devil. You know what I mean? Like it, it's me in particular. No, no, or people? no, humans. I feel like tequila is the one that if you're just doing shots of tequila, including myself. Well, maybe that's what it is. There's a point of no return where you. End Other up- people
1: are just generally happier people, and so like the the tequila puts them out of control. It's like Adderall <laughs> for but the person I'm not with a the happy ADD. Person,
0: Kobe. Right. I'm saying. a piece of shit. I get mad. <laughs> like
1: if if I'm drinking vodka, that's gonna take me down a road that's like I'm gonna fucking kill someone. Right. But if I take tequila, if I drink the tequila, it puts me on like the the happy plane of existence.
0: Mm. well, you got something so, so so whiskey
1: number two whiskey's fucking amazing,
0: yeah, whiskey's great, it's just and it's it what's good about it is like i I like drinking it on the rocks, I like yeah. doing a shot of it, I don't have a problem with it, and I also love it with like whiskey and Coke or uh you know, you know what it is ginger it's, ale it's or, our
1: fucking inner Irishman that just like it just makes it jolly, yeah.
0: You know, whiskey's it, good.
1: It, you drink it with your friends. Whiskey's fucking amazing. Whiskey,
0: whiskey's very good. Okay, so my three seed would then be. Whoo, it's a toss up for me. This is kind of a fifty fifty. Actually, what because we, we don't have mezcal. The mezcal falls under tequila. Okay, it's its own little thing. I though. know, but I feel like because that that's
1: it's a way different thing. I will say,
0: that's really a challenge general.
1: T- get my mezcal out of there okay. too, too specific. Okay. Well then you got scotch, tequila.
0: Um. Yeah. This is where you're going to really disagree with me. Huh. I'm going to go gin as my three. Ew, dude. I love a good Hendricks gin, you know, or, or just a, a, a Boodles, a uh, Plymouth gin. Dude. Botanist gin even. You're drinking uh,
1: pine needles. It's so good. It's like people that it like IPAs.
0: Well, I, I like an IPA, IPA tastes like
1: an asshole, like a, <laughs> like an, a fermented asshole.
0: I mean, I, 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 as a true guy who loves out his share of alcohol, I kind of bounce around. I, I like a light beer. I like a, a place and a time for everything,
1: yeah. but rarely. No, is I it drink for a fucking gin. Uh, uh,
0: Hendrix on the rocks. Give me a fucking lime or a cucumber. I'm good.
1: We're fucking bullshitting on this for too long. I'm yeah. sorry for bringing this up. All right, rip the rest of them out.
0: All right. And then after that, I would go scotch, then tequila, and my last, and by far my last, would be rum. Rum is so sugary. Yeah.
1: Um, although, I will say this. My boy, Lopez, put me on to uh, rum and Dr. Pepper. Rum and Coke, that's a classic combination, you know, but rum and Dr. Pepper, they spice each other.
0: I don't like that sugar fucking hangover, dude. Yeah,
1: it's brutal. It's brutal. That's why rum is that's last. That's why I'm like, the rum worst, the worst last, drink you could probably
0: order me is a fucking mimosa. You want to talk about things that'll fuck you up the most? Yeah, mimosas knock you the fuck. Dude, I go to Vegas, have mimosas. Like I could be margaritas.
1: Dude, anything that's pure sugar.
0: I I feel like I I bet better with margaritas. I do mimosas. Like this is going to sound like some bitch shit for me, but I'm saying like I'll have like thirty mimosas, and next thing you know, like I'm I passed out. I'm crying. I don't know how to figure (laughs) out the fucking world. You know what I mean? Like you talk about it. Like mimosas can make you emotional as a motherfucker. You're a fucking loser. I think at least I'm just saying, then you get that horrible fucking hangover. I don't know what the hell is going on. Who but, knew uh,
1: Colby? Uh, Colby cried with orange juice. And uh, uh. well, that's another thing that, that, that ruined vodka for me real early. You cried? No, I did screwdrivers and the orange juice. I just, I puked whatever it was. I, I puked black. Somehow after drinking all, screwdrivers.
0: Always. Wesley Snipes said this. Always, always bet on bet black. On black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of passenger 57. All right. No one gives a shit about our rankings.
1: All right. Let's go. All right. College
0: football. It's college football season. I'm uh, it's safe to say, Patty C. It's, it's officially here. time. It's a here because it's a here because a, the next episode we're doing our first. Our first. You heard it here first. Our first breakdown win totals. We are going to be covering the Sun Belt Conference on our next episode, followed by the MAC Conference. And we will go through every team. Look at the win totals. Look at Me, the players. Look at the coaches. Yeah, exactly. Me, Patty C, NC, Nick will weigh his opinion even though he won't vocally be on the mic. He is going to he, be here know, in spirit. He knows his shit. And in so, knowledge. with that we did our this is our transition episode. We, we, we picked every game, although we don't necessarily agree with every game that we've ever, that we, we picked in the vacuum style of, uh, sure. of, of we warned you
1: things yeah, will change a little bit, but we module gave you- that we did. There you go. Uh,
0: but we rated our top 20 games that we're excited to see both of us. And we also have rated each of our teams that we are excited to see within each other's conference and, in, division. and in division. Um, so,
1: Without any further ado, let's go with
0: the games first. Yeah, all right, Patty C. I want to know
1: number 20. We'll do a countdown.
0: Yes, all right, my number 20. Like, and and we're doing this as necessary, doesn't have to be the best game, it's what intrigues you the most. Like, why is it there? What intrigues you about it? Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, well, no, I think Auburn. Georgia is it's going to be a better, better than, game well, or no, we're not important. looking at it like that. We're looking at why you're excited coming yeah. into the season to watch the subjectivity. Game. Yes. yes, exactly. Okay. So the 20th game on the slate,
1: 20th game. You want to kick it off for us?
0: I'll go, I mean, uh, well, uh, you go first. All right.
1: Number 20 compelling game to me is Notre Dame at Stanford.
0: I would agree that this is a very well base. I would have not had this had I not done the research in the past couple weeks. Yeah. But since they haven't won, I think so. It's like 2006 or something. Right. And
1: because Notre Dame potentially, if they can navigate really just one game, one really difficult game, and that's going to Michigan because even if they take the L to Georgia, I imagine an eleven and one Notre Dame gets an invite again. You know, assuming that Georgia doesn't end up, <sighs> it doesn't end up twelve and one with a loss in the conference championship. Eleven and two, the games in Georgia. I want to say as long as Notre Dame keeps it close, an eleven and one Georgia. Uh, eleven and one Notre Dame with a loss to uh, Georgia, who goes eleven and two, still gets the nod over Georgia. I think we, an eleven and we, one.
0: We are at the point where we are pre gaming. This is like we're we're in we're in college football. like our foot is in the in the we we just went in the pool this is the first episode I think where we're fully in the pool yeah right yeah, yeah. even though we talk some James Harden bullshit or Rockets whatever right that our, is our foot is in the pool completely. the last
1: important move that I foresee happening in the NBA but yeah regardless it's college football time. it is
0: I mean it's in the air SEC media days today um I want to say this. I don't think Notre Dame is I, 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 as much as I do think this game is compelling to me because mm-hmm. of the history of, of them struggling in Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. I think you're delusional a little bit on the Irish. I it, think
1: you're a, a Notre Dame Notre hater. Dame, well, I think you're a noted Notre Dame hater. I,
0: well, I, I don't care for them, but I will also say that last year I thought they had a ton of breaks the right way. As far as USC being USC getting Michigan week one and not week six a, They'd have
1: slapped Michigan even worse if Ian Book was I, starting. I don't
0: think so. Yeah, and, they
1: would have. They were a better team than Michigan last year. Michigan shat the bed several times last year. Notre Dame would have beaten them every week of the season.
0: Uh, I I still think that is not true because I think Shea Patterson was at his worst in especially week Especially
1: in South Bend. It would not have mattered.
0: Okay. Uh, they also got lucky because Virginia Tech's starting quarterback was out for the year. What? Virginia Tech
1: sucked balls last year.
0: A lot of that had to do with their starting Losing quarterback direction being out for the, out for the season. If they're like week three,
1: right. That happens. It's called football. They had
0: a lot of breaks bounce their way. They, did they play any good team in the regular season last year?
1: We went over this. They beat Michigan. Michigan. would be their best they team. Beat beat and they had Northwestern.
0: Okay. But Northwestern's one of those ones where the, yes, they're good. Fat Fitch, but they're, they should lose that game. Yeah. Michigan's one where you could say, well, they should have won. But to me, or I'm saying like Michigan, at the talent level should be neutral. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And they got that one, but it was luckily that it was week one. Well, this year, I, I, this is why I'm going to push back on you. Seven teams, seven teams have I'm, bye weeks. Look, I'm not
1: predicting Notre Dame to be in the playoffs. I'm just saying this game is compelling because Hey, here's another thing you have. To, I think
0: we'll have zero playoff implications, but I do find it compelling that they're going to Palo Alto and they haven't won there in a long time.
1: Okay. Well, I agree that it's unlikely, but Notre Dame, with Brian Kelly has been shown to be able to reload. They reload across the offensive line. They're a balanced offense, which means that losing any one player doesn't kill them in any way. They've improved greatly on the defensive side of the ball since. Uh, what's the fucking guy with the terrible mustache who got his ass? Whipped Mike by? Elko. No, Elko. He actually improved them.
0: Yeah, he was the first. He guy was to, the catalyst to, to improve yeah, them exactly. After
1: who's the who's the fucking guy that Paul Johnson rushed for uh, ten thousand yards on? Uh, who replaced oh, him? Uh,
0: Van Van Gorder. Gorder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's currently, who's currently the Bowling Green defensive coordinator. That guy, look, Brian Van Gorder. I don't know. I don't know you for, <laughs> for Nathan, but I will <laughs> say this. Be thankful. You have a job as right. a def- head defensive coordinator, because I thought maybe you would be a defensive backs coach. All right. He landed a de-coordinating job at Bowling Green after uh, Louisville gave up like six. That just points.
1: goes to show how like, relatively small the coaching community is. Well,
0: my number one lock last season was to fade bowling. Uh, the under on, on Bowling Green, which came out really true. Cause they won, I think they only won one game. Well, then they went out and hired Brian Van Gorder as defensive coordinator.
1: <laughs> Keep that is-
0: in mind. as we, we, we're going to do our, our, our top five locks or top six locks, uh, towards, towards Early August, but keep that in mind. (laughs) Let's Uh, keep it
1: rolling. You're uh, number
0: 20. My 20th game is Texas at Iowa State. Now, I know that people think, what the fuck? Why is that a compelling game? Well, this Iowa State, for the first time in my life, I think, Patty C. Let
1: me tell you what. This is my 19 game, so
0: this fits. Okay. For the first time in my life, there's actually legit rumblings. I mean, the Associated Press has... Iowa state as the clear cut number three in the big 12. Yeah. Clear cut. Yeah. And I rightfully so after the past two years, Matt Campbell, I think is a phenomenal coach, by the way. I I hope he stays at Iowa state because I do think there's a strong chance. USC could be calling very, very soon. And maybe some other schools, Yeah, uh, South Carolina. Listening to
1: uh, the guys on one of the podcasts I listened to. I don't know if we should plug them. (laughs) Don't, don't give them out. You know, don't, don't give them any credit. They're they're good guys. I like them. Um, They're saying the only way that he sticks around is if he gets paid big, you know,
0: I'll say this. I've been impressed with the fact he ever took the Iowa state job.
1: Where was he coming from
0: Toledo? And he went like 11 and one or something at Toledo. And I thought, wow, why not stay there and, and and do that a couple more years, then dip out, and then when I yeah, saw that's some, that's a of tough the,
1: job. He's just got to be confident.
0: But and then when I saw some of his speeches about like, hey, you know, our society, you know, he has a speech like, you can YouTube this where he's like, our society doesn't want you to buy it. like everyone wants, uh, you the know, The easy route, the easy route, and then I'm like, the super team. He really was preaching like that there is a moral uh, imperative, yeah, to like have character. So it makes me think that he yourself. might, yeah. He might be in it for the long haul, which I hope because I I miss that Dave College. Those football. are
1: those coaches are few and far between. I miss the Bill Snyder's. Yeah,
0: I miss. Uh, Colorado State had one. I can't. I'm struggling to think of his name right now. He was there for Sonny Lubick, was there forever. Pat Hill at Fresno State. Yeah. Um. I mean, they there were uh, Fisher DeBerry Air Force. Right. I don't know that this happens anymore. That
1: enriched the the fabric of the entire uh, it uh, helped culture. college football.
0: Yeah. Uh. BYU had their guy. Uh. Gosh.
1: Uh, Lavella Edwards. Yes. Yep.
0: Yes. And I mean, when I started watching college football, you had these legendary coaches all across the land. Joe, obviously Joe Pa, uh, you had, uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that one as an asterisk next to it. <laughs> and what I'm saying, Hey, Jeff Bauer was at Southern Miss for 17 years. You yeah. had a lot of,
1: it was certainly more the, the norm.
0: It was cool, man. Yep. It was really special, a special time to be involved with the with or involved. I was involved by watching, (laughs) Um, but that is my 20th game. And I think it's compelling because I'm going to say this because it's at Iowa state. It's in the cornfields It's in the cornfields. And we are giving Texas a lot of credit. We are for a team that lost to Maryland the past two years. (laughs) I'm saying, let them slip up one time. Mm -hmm. Then this game, the winner of this, let Texas slip up one time in conference. Yeah, then the winner of this game, assuming Iowa State doesn't slip up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: will be playing for the Big 12 championship. That's true. I'm saying I, I have Iowa State slipping up in Norman. Right. Although the last time they went it's to not Norman, really a they slip won. Up.
1: Right. Iowa State could still lose in Norman and yeah. be playing no, for that, the Big 12 I, championship.
0: That's what I was about to say. It was like I have them losing that game. Yeah. So if that's Texas, not slip if up. Texas was to lose the the Red River rivalry, right. or whatever game, they call it these days, yeah, shootout. River then this handshake. game all of a sudden becomes the one for all the marbles to get into the to get into the championship. Yeah, and I think Ames would be ready to be lit on fire. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be the worst possible situation for the Longhorns to come. This let this be a night game. Let this be a night How game. How late I mean, into the
1: season is this game?
0: This is I think it's pretty late. Oh man, I think it's pretty late. I don't have it in front of oh, me. Oh
1: man, that'd be fun. I'm rooting for him hard. Come on. Cyclones. Yes,
0: please, please. Okay. So number 19, cause we're taking a long time here.
1: Yeah, we are. Um, That was my 19. So you, you uh, step up You're
0: number 19. My number 19 game is I like the serpentine buddy. Oh yeah. I got Boise state at Florida state and mainly that's week one. Yeah. And I think that, that, you know, as much as I filled out these 20 games, I think a lot of it has to do with early in the season, these tests. Yeah. And I think this v- scored higher than like I, Michigan State at Michigan didn't make my cut. Yeah. And I find that a great game, but I think this one is so compelling to me because here you have Boise State, if they knock this if they win this game.
1: Yeah, it, it the the domino effect of this is big for both there's, programs. yeah, there's
0: two angles here. If Boise State wins this, there's a strong chance considering that Utah State, although you know, they play a game at Utah State in in late in the season, but they're breaking in a new coach and a lot of uh new starters. Uh Boise State could run the table. Yeah. And 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 with UCF, we've talked to, I mean, D- Daryl Mack broke his ankle since we've last recorded. Yeah. The depth is starting to become an issue, and we're putting all of our faith in Brandon Wimbush now. I think this could be a situation where yeah. Boise State, if if they, they be,
1: become the New Year's Six favorite almost if they win this it, game. If they
0: win this game, and we're going to know. And then the, the flip side of this coin is that if Willie Taggart loses this game, which uh, Florida State's like a five-point favorite, I think, if memory serves me, correct? Wow. Um, Who the fuck are the odds makers yeah. on that? Yeah. So if if Florida State wins this game, uh, okay, you say, oh, they sigh. Of, uh, it, the pressure's on Florida State, really. Yeah. Because if if to me, they're sp- apparently they're supposed to win this game, right? Mm-hmm. But judging by last season, they look like shit. If Taggart loses this game, uh, they're going to be calling for his head. And week three, they play at Virginia, and I, I'll say this: if they start off one and two,
1: ew. I don't know that the buyout, I don't know all that it's too early to pull the plug at that point, but boy, his, team will be fucking <laughs> on cooking. fire. Yes. He won't get through year two without a bowl. Well, win.
0: yeah. Well, year two, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, or without a yeah. bowl birthday, yeah. I should say. So that, that's a really compelling matchup to me. And I, I, I can't wait to watch that one. It's, it's being played in Jacksonville, but it might as well be Florida state. Uh, it might as well be Tallahassee, but anyway, give me your number
1: 19. Well, I'm going to talk about that for a second too. Boise, Florida state did not make my list, but I think Harson if I had to guess, would be averaging about a, a win less per season, maybe slightly less Peter, than Peterson. Yeah. Peterson was truly special, but Harson is... Still
0: doing a good fucking job. Solid,
1: you know, maintaining yeah. that program pretty well.
0: Even um, with some of their losses, like last year, they lost uh, in the Mountain West Championship to Fresno, but it was an overtime.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, like... He's a guy that's been, like, maybe he's just been knocking on the door and developing. He's a young guy still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe this is his, like... And, and especially at Florida State, throughout the course of the season, like finds a way to win some games. This could be, a, you're right. The game that pushes them into the New Year's Six conversation. Then Harson's name becomes, yeah. you know,
0: by that. the way, ha- have you been checking out the, uh, the Instagram feed for the sports gambling podcast?
1: I have, I can't stop watching it. Got a lot.
0: Throw your dick in the air here, buddy. I want you guys fans out there. Uh, look, I know you might be anti Instagram. You think what the hell is this? Everyone's taking a photo of the selfies and shit like that. And I get it. Yeah. A hundred. I subscribe to, to it per minute. I'm also a comedian, so I have to subscribe to I'm it because it. that's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> what goes on with that but I'll say this guys I think we would all benefit if you could follow the sports gambling podcast on instagram i uh I take I take a lot of work out of my day I edit a lot of film put it up there different things on why why we are special at the sports gambling podcast and why why I believe in why I love sports really
1: yeah he's doing a great job throw throw that dick guy high you know the amount of editing you're doing. I'm gonna say this is the most entertainment. And look, I'm not a super Instagram follower. I probably yeah. follow what 500 people. Yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah. Nothing better than that. The daily countdown and yeah. all the fucking magic of college football. It just makes
0: you feel good, man. It makes me just want to run through a wall. All right, number 18 for you, Patty C.
1: Number 18 for me is USC going to Washington. Look, the only reason that this game is compelling to me is simply the basis that. USC is the
0: program that it is. Last Th- time USC went to Washington, they did beat them.
1: That's right. That was an upset. Yeah, that was an upset. Uh, USC being the torchbearer, at least for the national perception as the powerhouse of this league. Obviously, that's changed over u- recent years. Washington, in the undisputed number one program in the, in the uh, conference at this point, but Washington gets another point, another chance to uh, throw its own dick in the air and. Really tout its uh, superiority in the conference, and if USC has lives up to the talent that it has, then this game might have some actual uh, pole jumping implications. So
0: I, I don't have this game in my twenty, but I will say this: here's where I find it could be really compelling. Yeah, I think there's a great chance uh, our head coach of USC—I can't struggle to think of his name right now. Uh,
1: why am I forgetting?
0: Because we've been drinking. That's what <laughs> happens. We delete brain cells. Um, I think he's going to be fired by the time this game happens. Yeah. This is like week six or something. Week five or six. You think he'll already be gone? What the fuck is his name? Um, Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Yes. Um, I think he's going to be fired because and this is where it gets it gets interesting is that Graham Harrell <laughs> hot shot offensive coordinator coming in if they give him the reins, it could be a little audition for him to be the head coach of Man, USC.
1: imagine if he made this a game. Imagine if he fucking pulled the upset. In this that's one.
0: what I'm saying. I'll say that the most compelling thing that could happen to USC season because I don't think would be Helton getting fired and 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 Harold because uh, from the more I understand, like he was a red a red hot hire. Yeah, and uh, despite despite the Kingsbury thing happening, and. Imagine if this guy—I mean, he runs Leach's system. Imagine if this guy's like—that's uh, the, the thing we've
1: been salivating over the whole time—is yeah. Leach's system with real, you know, grade eight. talent. It
0: scares the fuck out of me because I think USC is a team that doesn't really—I mean, they have stud running backs. They're known. I can sit there and name right now off the top of my head. I can go: O.J. Simpson, Charles White, Marcus Allen, Lendell White, Reggie Bush. Uh, Heisman winners, probably forgetting a fucking Ricky Irvin's. You know what I mean? Like I can go on and on and on. I'm forgetting about that are great running backs, and this school is known for great running Running back. You, yeah.
1: Now let me say this though: to push back guess Auburn's running back, you, but USC's running back, you of the West, yeah. Um, we always dreamt about Barry Sanders on the Houston Oilers or some like really effective passing team. You know. (laughs) so throw one of these speeds to running backs. Throw, yeah, a, throw a fucking Marcus Allen on a yeah. air raid. Even like offense. Joe
0: McKnight, rest in peace. i was saying Joe McKnight was a guy that was pretty electric for the. Yeah, get that guy out of yeah. the
1: backfield a couple times and yeah. give him like running lanes without he'll get him in space. Like I'll, I'll say this much:
0: USC is my number one team as far as I am. I hate USC. You know this. I've always sure. disliked Very them. Very hateable team. But they're the most compelling team to me coming into the all season. of college football. For me. Coming into the season just because there's it's this legendary program that's yeah. going to this that you got a coach that's going on, pretty far away from its roots. Yeah, you're going very far away. Can you pick up the system that fast? They got a coach that I think half the Los Angeles has been won and fired. Yeah. Now sure I do live in Los Angeles, but I'm saying like there's a good chance you lose the Fresno State week one. He might be fired for right. every
1: week is yeah. um massive screen. And especially
0: knowing this higher. And then this we've never seen this offense with so much talent. Like we've never seen a Mike Leach offense with four and five stars.
1: Yeah. What are the, what are the notable teams that have run the air raid offense? I suppose Oklahoma may have. uh,
0: Well, Mike Leach, his system won a national championship. Mike wasn't there because he went to Texas tech, right? But that would be one. Yeah.
1: So I guess we have seen it, but it won a national championship.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So. there you go. I mean, man, ran it with him. Uh, And uh, obviously what North Texas, West Virginia, uh, Texas tech after leech, uh, Houston currently North Texas currently Washington state, obviously. Yeah. Washington state, obviously. Uh, I'm probably forgetting a few, uh, central Florida now. Yeah. yeah. Two national championships. Uh, in yeah. Matches. Two, two national, no well, one national championship. Really? What was wrong with Oklahoma's? Oh, okay. I thought you meant the UCF has two. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say though they should have had two, but yeah, yeah. Bad fortune. That's right. Um, uh, it's a good game. It's in my top 30 to 35, I'd probably say. If yeah, I had to rank. it's a decent game. All right. My number 18, Patty C. Yeah. Is Alabama at Texas A&M. All
1: right. You have higher hopes for this game than I do.
0: The only thing that makes it shitty is Bama never plays two hard games in a row. Yeah. So they'll probably be very, very prepared for this because they probably play a team like Sonoma State the right. game before this game.
1: They play uh, Hoover High School in Alabama. Yeah.
0: So that scares me, but I think, Hey, this is Jimbo's Fisher's moment in the sun early in the season. He's, he might've, he, I have them already losing to Clemson and I say they're in college station. This is his chance. When he was at Florida state, they were playing Bama close Mm -hmm. before Francois got injured, but that was a neutral site game in Atlanta. He's never had Saban in his own backyard. This is his chance. I find that compelling enough.
1: It is interesting. It is interesting. I mean, look, Texas A&M, we looked at the uh, uh, athletic department funds. Number one, Texas. Number two, Texas, Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah. For for a program with that kind of money, which they've clearly thrown at their coach at this point, you would think it would only be a matter of time before they ascended to the elite, especially you in the sport. You would think that they're
0: only paying their players. <laughs> right. right. And, no, not only, I guess. They're playing everybody. But... Right, I'm sorry. Continue on.
1: No, just saying that this is how the fuck a uh, And M hasn't you know become a national powerhouse at this point is beyond me, uh, given their resources. So when's a better time to dethrone the champs than when you finally plunk down enough money yeah, a on an elite game coach?
0: Well, especially because a And M gets that. See, Alabama does not get that early sample.
1: That's true.
0: A&M gets to play Clemson.
1: Yeah. They know it. They know the talent level that they're going to be facing. So
0: they go play Clemson. They lose. And they're like, hey, let's fix these mistakes. Yeah. Here's what we have and to do: kick the tar out of these, out of these lemon headed coward terrorist
1: pussies schedulers. No one, no one ever calls Alabama a pussy, but I we do, do here I on do. the college. No, I,
0: yeah, exactly. I will forever. The fact they're playing Duke in a neutral site game
1: yeah, as their big marquee at a conference game. I will
0: just, definitely say, and I don't give a shit. They dude. are
1: coward terrorists. They business. are,
0: they are dude. Um, So that's my number 18 game. Number 17, Patty C
1: number 17 for me. Speaking of the crimson tide, Alabama going to Auburn. You don't really have to talk much about this game. It is interesting for obviously it's historical uh, aspects, but also as you pointed out, Auburn has Gotten the better of Alabama and Auburn several times uh, in recent history. I Gus think in Malzahn, the past two, right? Not one hundred.
0: Two out of the past two three. The last three. That sounds yeah. about
1: right. Gus Malzahn always has some fun up his sleeve.
0: I have this game. game. See, you have this game rated as seventeen. It's my third rated game. <laughs> see. I,
1: I can't hate on that man. If you think Auburn's going to be in a position to like compete for the SEC West at this point in the season, then absolutely this game shoots up my standings. Well, I
0: don't know that they'll be competing for the SEC West championship, but just to be a, uh, I do know that they're starting. They have a very, very, they have the maybe the best defensive line in all the football, college football, which
1: has become a staple of Auburn. Yeah,
0: but I'm saying Bo Nix. Let's assume he's starting for them because that's what I hear. Yeah he'll be experienced by week 11 or whatever the fuck this is. And and he's fresh off of play in fucking Alabama state or some other FCS school that they schedule right before this bullshit. Right No. And confidence could be soaring. It's in Moby or it's in Auburn. Nope. I still think this is a very, very dangerous game. It's what they live for. They could be fucking five and five. This game is fucking fun, man. It's, it's, it's my third rated game, you know, for, for,
1: a game that really didn't have in the 90s quite the same cachet as a Michigan-Ohio State, which has been, like, the game for a long time. There was a minute there, and I think at this point they're all kind of on the same playing field as far as, like, most legendary and and fun rivalries. But certainly a few years ago I would have had this at number one, you know. And if Auburn can, you know not Alabama out of the playoff with this well, out of the invitation. They, with this? It,
0: they've already proven to not. It doesn't care matter. About this, right? game. <laughs> this game is a useless game essentially. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And isn't that the worst part about it? Yeah. It's such a great rivalry, but the, the t- beat by like 18 points or 16 points or yeah. something. And they still put a Bama in the playoff. Yeah. Even though they didn't even play for their conference championship. What a waste of a fucking football season. Yeah. Um. Number 17 for you, buddy. Okay. You're going to think this is wild. Yeah. Central Florida at Cincinnati. I don't think that's well. Okay. Okay. Well, you're impressing me already with your, with your, you know, I love both these teams. Well, UCF, I have another UCF game on this top 20 game uh, thing, but this is the one prior to the Daryl Mac injury that mm-hmm. scared me the most.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I Kept it in there. Although I think another one emerged as the one that scared me the most, yeah. but this is the one. Cause it's like, it's like, October 6th or something. One of those days in early October, people are
1: ignoring the fact that Cincinnati went 11 and fucking two. Last and
0: there's still look. I, I know it's October and I doubt this is going to be cold. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Small chance, but you're, cool. hitting, you're hitting the road. You're going up to Ohio and now your whole entire team identity is a little bit rattled. Brandon Wimbush is your guy Not to mention. It's a divisional game that
1: could really oh, yeah. be for the yeah. divisional title.
0: Well, and also, but like Brandon Wimbush, I know he, I think he transferred there in like January, but I'm saying like, Mac had been there for a year. Yeah. Mac, he had been, he had struggled. He's been there up and down, you know, like, and, and I just wonder about continuity now.
1: I mean, the last thing we really knew from a decent sample size about Brandon Wimbush is that he completed 49% of his passes over the course of the season. Now you throw him on a pass happy team, and that's like, What you're expecting to win you games is your quarterback's ability to throw the ball around, and this is the guy you've got.
0: Question marks. And I really felt, first of all, I had heard that Mack looked great in the spring game. Right. But also. Big blow, by the way. Let's just talk about that. Dude, think about how. Broke his ankle. You have Mackenzie Milton, who's got one of the worst injuries in the history of college football. Yeah. He's going to be out for a long time. Yeah. I mean. His knee is powder. Who knows how good he's ever going to be. Yeah. Heisman candidate. And then you have the replacement who, who, who played performed admirably. I thought he played considering he was a freshman. Yeah. Played very well. Showed promise. I thought, yeah, I thought this guy could be, could be the answer. I thought maybe like, Hey, two, three, you know, I thought this year he'd be efficient. Yeah. I thought next year would be the one where Where he would really take off. Of course. Yeah. And I wonder how long a broken foot will keep him out. Maybe he gets some shine. Hopefully he doesn't considering Wimbush is the only year. And he'll be in control of the team. I hate playing the two quarterback game. So
1: all that said, thank God for Brandon Wimbush for yeah. UCF. Yeah, you know to have a, a yeah. quarterback of that talent level. They
0: should recruit DeAndre Francois right now.
1: Yeah, they should. They should try. They and really get, should somehow get him. But, but, I don't know if the transfer would keep him out a year at this point, or if it, any official. Well, no, because
0: he was going as a walk on
1: to Florida Atlantic. Yeah, dude, Francois, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, go to UCF. Listen to the college yeah. experience. Yes. By the way. Shout out to all you people wearing the college experience. Isn't that gear. awesome, buddy? Yeah, everyone flexing. We need to make college experience bikinis <laughs> so the chicks will start rocking them.
0: Uh, I feel like that's strong. I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot of our fan base, our demographics, women. So
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs> all seven of you women listening out there, that might be generous.
0: No, oh, the, come on. They love the college experience. I met one, a fan that was a woman uh, in Cincinnati. So
1: there they are. They're all over the place.
0: Buddy, but let me tell you this before you get to yours, I want to tell you that the sports, gambling, podcast, the college experience, whatever you want to say, it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. And MyBookie.ag is now offering their own NFL super contest. Each week, you make five picks against the spread. $100,000 prize, minimum guaranteed for first place. Every dollar they receive as an entry fee will go to the prize pot. Novig, if you know what that is because you got, uh, occasionally you get some idiots that don't even understand that, right? Google. That's what Google's for. I'm not going to sit here and explain an, on an ad, right? <laughs> the entry fee is only $100. MyBookie.ag backslash super contest to secure your spot. And when you do that, make sure that you use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50%, 50% deposit bonus today. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag my bookie dot a G I've been drinking. You were 98% of that. Use the promo code SGP 50, 98% through <laughs> and you blew it. I, I mean, look, you got a few drinks. You just having fun. It's the summer. I, mean, I live at the beach. Drinks are flowing all the Throw time. They all ball around, you know, in the backyard. Patty C, give me your number 16
1: game. Number 16 game on Patty C slate. One that we're all familiar with. Kobe uh, D has, convinced me that this game is less important than I don't prob- even
0: care about this game anymore.
1: It will until LSU does something about it. You're right. Because they
0: lost in, in in Baton Rouge last year 29 to nothing.
1: Dude, I was right right next to your house. I was at the library arrow house. Uh sorry, that was a little close. Um whatever. And uh are I'm cheering on the the guys and then boom. Every every minute, twenty
0: nine to nothing. Every at home, minute that, that, that shouldn't happen. I don't care if you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Yeah, you, you, that can't happen.
1: Yeah, twenty nine nothing. Get I'm a field f- goal. I'm screaming about how Alabama suspect. You know, you're at
0: home. You've already been proven to be pl- paying all your players. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a new st- a new thing just broke on that. By the way, I don't know if you saw that LSU thing. No. Uh, basically just confirming that the inf- the intel I was receiving was correct that they are Well indeed. there's someone on record saying that. No, that no, LSU no. I is. think I think I'm sure they'll find a way to make it b- basketball infraction. Dude, and here's the yeah. thing
1: about this is like LSU they don't have Saban anymore so the cracks are going to show. But Saban is he's airtight, man. Yeah. That dude is airtight. To 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 lock that in many number 1 recruiting classes and never really have like allegations of a violation. The dude is you hate him, love him, whatever. He's a fucking ninja, man. Yeah. He's he's the best. In- Do
0: you think, though, because I, I, I would use the Jerry Tarkanian classic quote here. Yeah. That uh, the NCAA wanted to come down on Kentucky, right? And he goes, oh, no, I'm sorry. He's, no, he's saying that the NCAA should have came down on Kentucky. And he goes, they'll come down on Cleveland State just for Kentucky's sake. Right. <laughs> And he says it better than that. I forget exactly the the the, the way. What his point is is that the the
1: NCAA needs to
0: punish someone. Well, no, no. The point is that that's a blue blood, and no. you don't hit your economic base. Yeah. You don't hit your 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 money, your cash cow. Yeah. Like Alabama's a cash cow. Yeah.
1: You need to make a point that.
0: You can bomb on SMU because SMU was in the middle of a shit conference.
1: Right. Exactly. They don't
0: mean anything financially.
1: Show how tough the
0: NCAA is, but never do it on your blue blood. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, look, there's been reports of Duke basketball with Zion Williamson. And yeah. and it makes me wonder, and, I, and I've talked about this. I think maybe I've hinted at this other podcast. You know, if anything, this really makes Jerry Tycanean look like a fucking great guy. I mean, first his players to this day, he's dead, by the way. Yeah swear by his, him his, yeah swear by him yeah and I think he was right the whole time yeah I really
1: do let me push back yeah people claim that USC got it a little harsh do you believe that
0: I do I think they have a vendetta, I think they had a vendetta for USC
1: okay that doesn't really line up with our theory here though
0: potentially potentially maybe but, once but I believer. think you could do things to piss off I think uh, like anything else you can be arrogant and then yeah. they will, but they, they still didn't give USC a death penalty.
1: Yeah, never gave Miami a death penalty. Yeah,
0: gave SMU a death penalty. Right. You know, gave gave other other teams. Especially Miami's if you look at basketball.
1: infractions are so much more offensive than anything SMU ever did.
0: So I I think that if anything, I still say that proves my point. Is like I think USC probably could do things. They did things maybe a little arrogantly towards the NCA. Yeah, which pissed them off. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think speaking, I still think they were like we can do this, but no, let's not take out a big ass city, Los Angeles, the second yeah. biggest city in the country. Right, right. You know right, what right. I mean? Like they, yeah. we can't do that. We
1: don't want to, yeah, destroy the Pac-12 conference and yeah, one or, of our big profit centers. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, so that was my number sixteen. We'll say that uh, LSU until you beat Alabama. Although with Joe Burrow there, it's an interesting thing. I know twenty nine nothing. That's true. Last year. Although I will say that uh home field advantage has meant less in this game than other coach series. O has,
0: is winless against Saban.
1: Look, I'm with you. Coach I coach. Th- o. until, until LSU beats him, until LSU beats him, Alabama, Alabama, shouldn't have to worry about. I don't this have
0: game. this game on my top 20. I don't even know if I have it in my top 30.
1: Okay. Who do you got at number 16 for you, bud?
0: Number 16. I got Florida versus Georgia world's biggest cocktail party. Patty. See, I've been there. Somehow I get excited. I left when, this
1: off my list.
0: I get excited talking about this game. Yeah. All right. Because I've been there. I've been drinking beers with all the fans. It's great. I rec- highly recommend if you're in the area, go into this game.
1: Yeah. Um, this one has big time SEC East implications. You have to figure. Yeah. Rolling in year three.
0: Yeah. And and, and like I, I told, I said, I think on a previous podcast, as much as I want Georgia to win this game. Yeah. I think there could be a little bit of magic little voodoo going on Georgia with all of our, I think people in the media are are thinking Georgia is so amazing because of the way they played Alabama. But I think when I saw them play at LSU and get the start kicked out of them.
1: Mullen in year two.
0: Yeah. What'd you say? Year three. Oh uh, no. Year two, but I still feel good about it. Yeah. It's uh, even better. I mean, I like Georgia to, to win this game. I, I do think it's going to be a really close game, but I think, you think there's too much hype around Georgia? I don't know that I buy into the fact. I think Kirby Smart, it's almost like the Van Gundy-Riley thing. I've, I've yeah. explained this. or, or
1: And I'm going to disagree with you, though. I think Georgia is a program that's knocking on the door of
0: greatness. And now, comp- here's another one. Uh, Belichick, Eric Mangini. Yeah. The Jets had hired Eric Mangini, and he, and I think he still probably had a losing record, but he played them really good every right. time.
1: The familiarity, yes. the venom is, uh, keeps games close.
0: Well, you know exactly what they're doing. So, so when I see Georgia, who, by the way, it's really challenging for me to, to, and I don't want to, I, I want Georgia to be good. I, I like them more than a lot of schools in the sec. I just don't know that this is real. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, they're recruiting real, They've always recruited real. No, it's not it's, quite it,
1: on the level they are. Okay, now. Rick's underperformed in that
0: area. But, the SEC has a funny way of; they make it so their teams have a, to play a limited amount of away games. Yeah, compared to the rest of college football.
1: Well, one way is to schedule eight conference games instead of nine. that that helps.
0: Yeah, and then and then, uh, so they have to play at Auburn this year, which I will talk about in a little bit. But they also get A and M coming to Athens, and they also get that neutral site game against Florida, and they yeah. also get a, a game against Notre Dame, which I do think they'll handle Notre Dame, but. I'm not sure I buy into this whole thing and don't let don't let Justin Fields have a good fucking first month of the season because I do think our guy Eason at Washington will and they're going to have a lot of comparisons to see to see to do you think from will, from will be looking at the uh, headlines and I don't think he will the pressure will ratchet fans up. will yeah I think Fromm's a pretty pretty focused guy seems like a quality guy yeah I, I still got Georgia winning this game but it's compelling to me because I don't, I, I I'm going to say this. I'm 80% in on Georgia. The world seems to be a hundred percent. in. Yeah.
1: When I listen to you say that, that drops me down to 90 because you're right. They haven't won the big game
0: and Texas kind of whooped their ass. Yeah. LSU did whoop their ass. I mean, that was a brutal game in Baton Rouge. Now I know that's one of yeah. the hardest places to play in the country, but they got to go, They got to win at Auburn this year.
1: That's true. Georgia, It will, if they're ever going to get over the hump, have to take the next step. You know, they're, they're, they're a step away. Absolutely. This one, a good game. Dan Mullen year two after year one, 10 and three destroying Michigan in the, yeah, was that Peach Bowl? I watched that recently. Um, Look, I I think we're sleeping on Florida a little bit. I think this game is for the SEC East. That's probably what you're of the opinion of too. um, Just because you have it as high as you do, but,
0: yeah, well, I mean, who it else? might
1: be a more competitive game than anyone out there is giving it credit for.
0: All right, let's speed, the, speed, speed up speed the process. The process. We're right. over an hour already.
1: Here we go. Utah, BYU, what more do you need to say? Always competitive, as you have pointed out. You
0: have this as your 15th game. Where do you have it? I have it as my second. Woo!
1: Okay, well, I'll let you take the wheel here.
0: Okay, well, my reasoning is is because everyone's high as shit on Utah. Yeah and as much as I'm, I've been a big Kyle Whittingham guy in my, in my day, Patty C, Mm -hmm. but I think they lose this game. I mean, if they lose this game, which I think is a very, very close game, right? Yeah. I think their whole season's deflated. Yeah. And I think so. So this game is an opening Thursday night game guys. If you don't know fucking amazing, which is by the way, I think by far the best week one matchup. I can't wait to watch this game last year. BYU, I think blew like a 21 point lead lost to Utah. I think they've remembered that all year. I and mean, I think this makes this, 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 you know, rivalry so great in general is that I know they hate each other. No. Yeah. And then they're playing each other week one and Utah has got national championship talk. I mean, playoff talk. Yeah. Which I don't buy into. This as is one as of the did. more
1: like just even having no knowledge of Mormon culture or anything about Utah. Yeah. I don't even know if the Mormon civil Club- war. Yeah, it it just seems one that's dripping with utter disdain for whatever reason. I don't know if uh, Utah is particularly like a – what's the word I'm looking for? Worldly school that flies in the face of what BYU's
0: doing, doing.
1: But – for whatever reason, they fucking seem to despise each other and their players play hard as shit against each other.
0: Well, and why? Cause everyone is so high on Utah. Every magazine I read, every podcast. And, and I'll say this, and I, I'm normally a guy, Patty. C. I feel like, you know, I normally yeah. kind of defend Utah as I love the physicality of their team, Yeah, but I don't, they're a team that's, that is very capable of losing to anyone in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Right. They no, Whittingham's such a great coach, he'll find his way to get his nine, ten wins, seven, eight, or no he'll what. have a good year no matter what. He's yeah. like that good of a coach. Yeah. You lose this game week one, and I say Your
1: title your title shot is gone.
0: Your title your playoff chances is gone. And then I wonder about your future lying ahead of you. So I have this that's why I have it so highly ranked, is that the a, hype
1: of uh Utah.
0: And I do believe it's one of the best rivals in college football and yeah, to get that week fun. one. It's the only it's the only rivalry we get in week one, really that that I that at all. Yeah, that
1: we get week zero, Miami, uh, Florida, which at is one, that a rivalry? At one point they had played every year, but I want to say sometime in the early nineties, maybe even nineteen ninety. I don't even consider that a rivalry. The, no, it's not a rivalry yeah. at all. Yeah, so you're right. Only week one rivalry game that at least.
0: And I do I think, can think you of can actually make that an argument for the best rivalry. I don't know that I'd agree, but it's right there. It's top five for me. It's certainly on what I, what I
1: list as my fucking like piss and vinegar rivalries. It's the one that no one knows about
0: really Yeah. that I think is, I think, you know, you get your Alabama, Auburn, you get your uh, Michigan state, Michigan or Ohio state, Michigan, whatever, Oklahoma, Texas that at one point may have been pure
1: piss and vinegar, but have since become too nationally hyped. Yeah. It's these ones that you are just like, fuck you, man. Like no one's paying attention, but fuck you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Virginia so,
1: Tech, West Virginia, when, when they were in the big East together, was that way
0: there was, I went to, I went to that game oh my at gosh. lane stadium. Yeah. West Virginia stops them on a goal line stand. Yeah. I might have to put, I'll put that up on the sports oh, so podcast fun. on Instagram soon. Yeah. All right. Your number, uh, fifth, 14. 14, 14. Yeah. Number 14. we Wait, going. I never did 15. Oh, you didn't do 15. Did I do so 15? So it's your 15.
1: Okay. Oh no, well, it is no. your 15. Well, yeah. My that's 15 my f- was Utah BYU. Yep. You had that number two. Oh, uh, because
0: yeah. That's okay. My, uh, yeah. My 15 is Iowa at Iowa State. I love this matchup every year.
1: Again, two teams that yeah. fucking kind of, I don't know if they hate each other quite as much. Um, I don't think
0: they hate as much, but it's still always, uh, more, more times than not, it's a great game. Yeah.
1: And I think the the interconference in state, uh, I mean, there aren't too many of those that are like uh, where you have the rivals from different Power Five conferences within Georgia, the same Georgia state. Georgia Tech, maybe. I yeah. guess there are a few in the SEC, but where yeah. they're competitive with each other, you know? Yeah. Generally yeah. one team kind of has the other's number and those type of rivalries.
0: This is a great game. I have watched it the past couple of years and I've had a lot of fun with it. So both teams I think are peaking, you know, Kirk Ferentz, one of the better coaches in college football and Matt Campbell, you can say uh, doing as good a job is. I actually think you can say is doing as good a job as anyone in the country. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so that game to me is just, I can't wait for it. Backyard brawl, whatever the fuck you want to say. All right, get to your number 14.
1: Number 14, we got Michigan and Penn State, which has recently become a blowout bowl. <laughs> Look, this is it just... doesn't
0: mean it's it's still hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's still yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's still fun. You know, you get you got your Penn State, Ohio State, which is a, a, a dogfight game. You have your Michigan, Ohio State, which is a big-time rivalry. But then you just have, like, this disrespect game, like, peppered in there. And... Um, We're going to see Michigan going to Penn State after having administered the ass-whipping themselves last year. I feel like the past four years, or maybe it's three. Three, but every time, it's been (laughs) 40-something to uh, 10 to 15. uh, Within the teens, it's been a complete slaughter for three years straight. Um, This time, it's it's Penn State's turn to return the favor. Um, Michigan, potentially, they should... If they can get through Wisconsin, be undefeated, undefeated within uh, con conference to this point in the season. So um, this could be a, a divisional, you know, major divisional matchup, depending on how Penn State fares. But um, it's just fun. I just like these are two power fucking programs. Two of the biggest.
0: I like it, too. I, I do. I do. And I, 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 I don't think I have that on my list, but it's right there, right on the outside yeah. for me. Number
1: 14 for you.
0: Who you got? I got the LSU Tigers at Texas. Now
1: I got that at number eight. So
0: I, uh, well, it's two asshole programs probably as far as the way they pay money. for Their players, but two legendary programs. Yeah. Now I two title contenders. I think this game, you're going to learn a lot about one of the two teams because I don't buy into either. Yeah. I think Texas is going to win the game. Yeah. If I had to pick right now. Yeah. But I do think um, both are probably going to lead us on. Mm. The winner of this game is going to lead us on.
1: Yeah. The winner of this game is going to be in the top five for sure. But I do think they're probably going to are both going to start in the top five or so.
0: And then I think they'll have a, a moment where they implode. Yeah. But it, I, it's just an interesting matchup to me. I think their athletic director went over to LSU also. So that yeah, there's that aspect. Um, not really. Both teams getting a ton of hype. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm on well, board. Texas coming in piping hot
1: into the off season. It's true. You know, true. But again, short memories. Uh,
0: the downside of this is it's not a conference game, so it wouldn't really cost them if they lose. Besides, besides potentially, but this
1: certainly has for both programs. Yeah, invitational implications.
0: Definitely, I don't think LSU is good enough to make the playoffs. Dude, let,
1: let LSU go 11 and one with a loss to Alabama and a victory over big 12 conference champion, Texas. LSU gets the jump over, especially in Texas. LSU goes in over Texas at that point. Their head to head victory supersedes Texas's outright big 12 championship. Even
0: they really get an extra game.
1: I think so. I think the head to head is,
0: and that's why I hate the whole Invitation. I disagree
1: with you. I think that head to head is there's no, especially if you're doing it on the road, there's no more uh, clear indicator of which team is better. You know,
0: I just think you have to play for. I'm of the opinion you should have to play for your cha- conference championship to make the to make the invitation.
1: Look in this situation, I'm going to disagree. Like I, I generally agree with that line of reasoning, and I think that like, uh, but look, you're you're trying to go for the top four teams, right? When there's a head to head game, are they game,
0: trying
1: to? Well, they should be, yeah. right? Um, when there's a head to head game, like, look, if generally speaking, yeah, if you can't, if you're talking about two teams from different conferences that have no games in common or few games in common and but no head to head,
0: beat Ohio State,
1: right? I think generally speaking, is what I'm saying, is if there's nothing else to go by, like a head to head matchup that yeah the 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 eliminator should be hey you had a chance to like so basically be part of a playoff on your own conference and you couldn't even get through that so fuck you
0: but you're of the opinion Penn State deserved to be in the, the playoff that year
1: then when they went 11 and 2 and beat Ohio State who went 12 1 oh, and then
0: they played the extra game
1: and they won i yeah, think
0: they did win against Wisconsin and in Indianapolis right i think i thought yeah i thought penn state especially
1: given the what the way that the committee handled uh, Ohio State before and favoring conference championships is a a major thing and keeping TCU or Baylor out based on that same, uh, you know, logic. Yeah, then they should have fucking put Penn State over Ohio State that year. But um, in this particular case, I would think that LSU having a head-to-head victory in Austin over Texas proves that they're a superior team there. And you have to put LSU in, LSU in over Texas.
0: I, I still disagree with that because I just think an, an extra game against it, like if Texas was to beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. I you th- have to factor everything in. Because I think LSU then, if you, to play devil's advocate, LSU would say, well, or, or if you're, for me, I would say, well, LSU wasn't good enough to play Georgia in the SEC championship or Florida, whoever. Yeah. But that could have been a loss which negated them the playoffs. It's true. So they're getting in by default, which it's true. happened I Alabama think. and Ohio State, which was bullshit because they just went with the name brand. Yeah. And it's why the invitation is a piece of shit. Agreed. You know what I mean? Expand the playoff. Expand turn yes.
1: it into an actual playoff. Okay. Number fourteen for you.
0: Number fourteen for me. No, no uh, thirteen for me. Thirteen for you. Is East Carolina at NC State. You didn't see this one coming, did Have you? Have you already done your number fourteen? Yeah, I did. Who was it?
1: Come on. LSU at Texas. LSU, Texas. Okay. Uh, That's my number. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't do my number 14. That's what it was. Uh, okay. My 14. number fourteen. No, I did. Michigan Penn State. Number 13. You're fucking with me here. I'm all over the place.
0: All right. East Carolina at NC state. You weren't, you weren't thinking I was going to go there. You didn't think I had the cojones to uh, go there. I like it. All right. Well, let me tell you something about the East Carolina pirates. They hired a guy named Mike Houston took JMU to a national championship, won the national championship, took him to a couple. I think damn scappy Went to the Citadel, beat South Carolina in Columbia. I think, what, 10 games at the Citadel? This guy's got big dick energy. He's coming into UCU. They've been recruiting well under Scotty Montgomery, despite him being a shitbag head coach.
1: Look, I'm going to say this about Houston. It's like I have to question my own bias based on how he did at JMU. But even with Everett Withers kind of killing it at JMU and taking us like to some pretty... Steady height. But you never
0: saw Everett withers doing what he did at the Citadel. Like, or not, well, I'm just he saying, never was there at the Citadel right. That's true. Said, like,
1: yeah, he was an assistant at I think There's a
0: better sample.
1: There's a track record yeah. there. And Houston just dominating on all levels and firing on all cylinders at JMU. I really think he's a fucking really good coach.
0: So you mix that with the fact that a, he did. Uh, Who's at a basketball game where he said, I got a score to settle with NC state love it. Fans went wild. He gets it. Fans went wild. NC State's replacing not only Ryan Finley, but they're they're one of the 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 the, the, the how do I phrase this? One of the teams that lost the most amount of starters. Yep. Yeah. Right? They also lost their offensive coordinator Dab State. A lot of key pieces missing. And also the Wolfpack well, they kind of went out of their way to make sure you see you didn't get in the ACC from from word of mouth from what I hear. Long long term rivals. Yeah. Again,
1: one of these piss and vinegar ones. I love it. And this is one where it's like this uh, is another
0: one. Week one, like, like you know,
1: NC State looking down their nose. Yeah. ECU ready to punch them in their fucking nose at any moment. Week one, Patty C.
0: Week one. This one coming right off
1: with- of a fucking complete ass whipping by. Uh, NC State in the yeah well they fired
0: their coach well there was a makeup game
1: sure I mean I'm just saying yeah yeah, yeah. make all the excuses you want NC State gave it to you guys pretty rough last year
0: well you know Scotty Montgomery's uh his answer was that he did not coach that game because Scotty Montgomery did go one and zero against NC State and one and zero against UNC
1: Scotty doesn't know
0: he only won like six games at East Carolina in three years but he won the big ones that's true (laughs)
1: hey. (laughs) If you're going to win one in NC state. Yeah.
0: So, so okay, get gets you
1: number 13, number 13. Look, personal one here at Florida state at Virginia. Not that this is particularly compelling, although it is a bit of a, from a, how should I say this? This is, this is a game that represents more than it probably means because Florida state has recently, even recently been a, a national power and really for more more of the Virginia fans' memory when we were last relevant, Virginia or Florida State was the powerhouse that would keep us from ascending to the next level. So now that Virginia is finally ascending back into the level of respectability, hit them
0: while they're down, and potentially hit them con- while down.
1: Uh, competition here. Hit them while they're down. Take this. Take this victory and uh, boost the program up to a different level.
0: Well, what's huge about this was once again week three. So it's like, kind of like the Boise State effect. Yeah, you can make you have an opportunity to make if boys, you can handle yeah. the work. Yeah. I mean, One you got a punch.
1: If you're an ACC team that wants to like come up, especially cause Virginia like has a, has traditionally had a hard time putting a fence around its borders and keeping talent in state and especially losing to players to the likes of Florida and Florida state. You know, where they want to go and compete for national championships. Mm-hmm. This is a good way. Hit Florida State while they're down and start to fence up your own talent and then watch what happens if a state like Virginia is able to keep its own talent in, in state. There All of a sudden it's like boom. It's bada, gonna, bing. bada bing. Bada bing better boom.
0: Hey, I know you said it was your thirteenth game, but give me your twelfth. We'll do a little we're still trying to do a little serpentine style.
1: Okay. Number twelve. I got Oregon going to Washington. I don't have a ton to say about this game other Wait, than you have two number twelves, you fucking a fucking idiot. All right, man. Well, I'm going to do that number 12 then. Um, Oregon going to Washington. Uh, Man can't even count. (laughs) Oregon going to Washington. Um, I think that uh, this is a pretty good game um, in terms of uh, implications on the Pac-12 North. Oregon is a program that I think is a little further, further along than Colby does. I think Washington is very solidly the number one program in that conference right now, but Oregon pushing back into contention. It would be interesting to see both of these programs full power. You know, Washington State finished
0: uh, higher than Oregon did last year yeah. in one
1: more game, like in the conference. Look, I'm not hating on Mike Leach. I just think that, especially when you give, given the fact that these are two f- state flagship schools, that really the states of Oregon and Washington meet are the same state. You know, they're just beautiful wooded. They are beautiful. You know, Um, I just think that these two programs might have the most potential in the Pac 12 North. And uh, it's interesting to see them both kind of near full power.
0: I don't think Oregon's near full power. I think Oregon has a lot to prove. They lost Jim Levitt, the best coach on their, on their roster, by the way.
1: I don't, I can't dispute that. Um,
0: And I think this game's not even close. I mean, I still think it's a compelling game. I just don't have it anywhere. I don't have it in my top 30. You're a hater. I I don't have... When did I hate Oregon? I never hated him.
1: I think we all hated Oregon at some point,
0: but... Really? I actually kind of liked them growing up.
1: Oh, well, I liked them growing up until they became like... When did I hate them? You know when I think I started kind of disliking Oregon? When? Joey Harrington. He's just an annoying guy.
0: I mean, he seemed like a tool, but I didn't hate them. He's probably I a nice guy,
1: them. actually, but he's a little tool.
0: I kind of rooted for them. I don't know.
1: Oh, I still for the. I, I don't for the Beavers. I got. The Ducks. I, I, I mean? started hating on them once, like they got over the top with the uniforms. It's like, okay, we get it. You guys are cool. Shut the fuck up.
0: I'm not a hater in Oregon.
1: I still like Oregon.
0: Now, I still don't like that game. My number twelve is Utah at USC, because this is, I think, week three. Yeah. And if Utah loses to BYU. Which is certainly possible. Or even if they don't, if they get by that emotional win. Yep. And then they go into week two. I forget who they play week two, but I'm saying this is their first big Pac 12 matchup. Yeah. Lose this. And I still think talent wise, they don't hold the edge on this.
1: The road is always a factor.
0: And especially against the team, even though it's Graham Harrow, and who knows what the hell's going to be going on with that offense. Well,
1: you tell you what, if Utah, if USC beats Utah in this game, the Pac 12 South is wide open.
0: Which I think is a strong possibility, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's just a matchup, though, where it's like probably the, like Utah, I think, plays at Washington. That's the one game that you can say they're not going to have the talent edge. Well, no, technically, there's two games.
1: USC certainly,
0: yeah, and this is the first test for the real like youths on on. I just find it compelling, uh, especially because we won't know about USC. Like, what if USC does squeak by Fresno and USC does beat a Stanford team that we don't really know how yeah, good with USC's Bryce Love being out and two ranked teams? Yeah, so it could be could be compelling. It wouldn't surprise me if USC was two and zero going into this game. So. Uh, I got the number 12 game. I know people might, might, might notice that one, but I, Hey, it's what I got.
1: I like it. Should we keep rocking? Yeah. Let's roll. I'm going to make this one quick. Number 11 Notre Dame at Michigan. Uh, look, this is just a fun game. These are straight blue bloods. This is, this is a
0: legendary matchup.
1: All of uh, what college football is all about. I want to say Notre Dame is, it keeps uh, going back and forth between the number two winningest program of all times with Texas, the right neck and neck. But Michigan being number one, um, look, its uh, all it is is visuals and blue blood and everything that is college football. And the fact that you throw in that. I should probably have this game on my list, and I don't. Both teams are potentially going to be in national title contention at this point in the season, obviously.
0: Maybe the hater in my Notre Dameism didn't put this on there, and this probably should be in the top 20. I'll be honest there. See? I'm an honest go. guy. We'll I admit you. my faults sometimes.
1: Um, eating his word like he eats piles of shit <laughs> on the daily.
0: Uh, that is a great game, dude, and I do think Michigan will get their revenge against the Irish. We
1: shall see. Number eleven for you, bud. Uh,
0: where are we at? I got Ohio State at Nebraska. Once again, I think uh, some people might sh- take some shots at me. This one might be under some scrutiny, but I'll say this. Nebraska, uh probably should have beat almost beat them in Columbus last year and they have got a guy named Adrian Martinez who I'm going to make this prediction patty see. Mm-hmm. I think I might have made it on the last spot. I don't remember we were consuming. I think when this year's all said and done, Adrian Martinez providing he stay healthy will be in talks for the Heisman trophy in his third in his third year.
1: Now that's bold.
0: That's what I do. I make bold statements and if you listen to me last year with my seven locks and we went seven and oh, they normally come through. Uh, I got Ohio State losing this game. It's the one that I look at Ohio State's schedule and I say, this is the loss. Which, if you know my history, Patty C, past two years, we've been able to call it out. I've been spot on. Spot the fuck on. He knows his Buckeyes. I said they would lose at Iowa two years ago. They didn't just lose. They got the tar kicked out of them. I said they would lose at Purdue last year. They didn't just lose. They got the tar kicked out of them. And boom, that's my number 11 game. Nebraska will win this game, providing it, the health is good there for Adrian Martinez. And we shall move along. To, the, Lincoln is going to be on fire for that game. That fucking town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> let, let Nebraska come in undefeated to that game. Yeah. Holy shit. Nebraska football coming all the way back to the top uh, Tom Osborne. Yeah. Days. So, uh, let's, let's crank
0: out uh, number 10, Petty C
1: number 10. I'm just going to make note that uh, there were 21 games on this list. So, uh, my other number 12 game was Miami at Florida. We're going to skip by that one. I'll just Week say
0: zero big matchup though. Cause if Miami wins that, they could be favored. The rest It of has a little
1: bit of recruiting, uh, implications. And especially with Manny Diaz, I just uh, don't think
0: Miami can beat Florida.
1: I don't think so with Dan. I think he's a far superior coach. Um,
0: I also think Florida has far superior talent.
1: I don't know. I, it's far more well developed talent. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it was recruited, probably similarly talented, but, um. Yeah. It would be. It would be an upset, and it would be a big statement game for Miami. If Florida wins, not so much. But to, on to number ten.
0: No. Um, uh. Yeah. Ten. Okay. Sorry.
1: Uh. Texas A and M at LSU, as you mentioned prior to the podcast, this game went seven overtimes last year. Um. Really inflated the score. They really should do something. I think
0: about. LSU should have won the game. I think there was a controversial call or something where they didn't do a runoff or some something. something happened that was controversial. I don't remember.
1: Uh, LSU finally delivered on this and made this season-ending game. I think Turned the it into a was rivalry. down
0: and he, his knee was down. And he threw like a twenty-five-yard pass on like fourth. Or I don't know something Mond. crazy. Yeah. Yes, um, this is a compelling game to me. This is probably yeah, this top, should be a fucking top, rivalry top game. Top forty, top thirty-five. These are
1: two teams that seem to me like they have a similar ceiling and a similar floor. Who
0: wins this game, Petty C? At LSU, you got to think LSU, right? Get revenge on a seven overtime loss? I don't know. I'm uh, this is a coin flip to me. Yeah. Uh
1: because it's in Baton Rouge, I guess you do have to figure out favorite LSU.
0: Yeah. I got you. So my number 10 one you're gonna laugh at once again, because I'm I'm kind of outside the box here. Okay. I got Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Tell us about Vandy has I know that you people are probably saying like, Vandy at Tennessee, how the fuck is this game even on my list? How, how is it on my list? I can tell you how it's on the list. All right. Because Tennessee, Tennessee has kind of been the, that, that program that's been getting a lot of love, even under the Butch Jones era. I think our, our, our media likes to boost them up uh, better than they are. And and I I'm not going to buy in until I see it. I will not buy in until I see it. And Vanderbilt's won three in a row let them win four in a row. And and the fourth one being in Knoxville now, sure. Maybe Tennessee blows them out of the water, but Derek Mason doing a underrated, very underrated coaching job down in, down in uh, Nashville with, with the Vols or with the, uh, I'm sorry, with the Commodores. And I think this game, it makes me laugh. I think when you have a matchup like this, where the whole state can be, uh, you know, pending on this, like this is supposed to be a pushover game. Now, three years in a row, Vandy's Vandy's won the game. So it's no longer a pushover and you make it 4 That's a whole cycle of players. That's a whole cycle of players that can be so compelling to me. And the fact that Tennessee probably ducks playing Memphis and, and, and uh, middle Tennessee pretty often. But I think I know people are going to take, take shots at this, but I find this game absolutely compelling. I can't wait to, to watch this. And I'm hoping that the uh, that the Commodores show up to play.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. How many better years consecutively? I don't even know what the number is at right now. I know it's probably at least at one, um, maybe two, record-wise, and head-to-head does Vanderbilt have to have in order to take control <laughs> of this rivalry, both from a respect and a recruiting standpoint? I think the academics hurt their ability to recruit a little bit. But
0: yeah, obviously. But I don't have the history in front of me, but I, I would say this. I think it might be the first time in a very, very long time, or perhaps the first time ever, that they would have won in a whole cycle of players from freshman, sophomore, oh, yeah. junior, senior year.
1: Even the red shirts. Wait, no, this, this will be, be four. four. This will be four. This will be four. Okay.
0: And then when you bring it at home back to, to Nashville next year, no, oh right. man. Let that happen, Patty C. Let that happen. But it's hold on. just
1: a fun team to root for, Vanderbilt.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got Derek Mason doing a hell of a good job. You know who else is doing a good job? Who's that? All right, the Sports Gambling Podcast.
1: Why don't you do a good job and pour us two more Havana Club shots?
0: God damn it! I'm trying to read an ad. You're just jumping off. Uh, give me a second here. Let me all read right. this ad. Then we'll do a shot. All right? all right. Look, Sports Gambling Podcast is doing a hell of a good job, as I mentioned previously, and it's doing a great job. This the, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's doing a great job. The whole kitten caboodle, as Pat, as they say, Patty C. Look. I know you're already shopping at Amazon, but why not shop there and support the good old fashioned podcast? Patty C, Mm -hmm. he was talking about, you know, he said, I want to challenge myself in my life. I'm freshly out of a relationship. I want to do things differently. So, Patty C said, I'm going to go out on a limb and try to join a club. And he went to join a club to play the game Monopoly, Clue, and Life. Right? They play all three. Oh yeah. Right?
1: Nerd Night in uh in Los Angeles. Yeah.
0: And I heard perhaps Risk could be next.
1: Oh, no, get me on Risk. I will I will kick some ass. Let me ask you this. What is your risk strategy? What continent? Are you are you one of these uh Australia guys you just duck down to the corner uh, no, there?
0: No, no, no. I got tactics, man. Yeah. I got tactics. Where do you go?
1: Are you a North America
0: guy. Are you a I, South America guy. I, I normally fuck around a little South America. You would. You know. You know what I fuck with? Chase the penis. Chase the penis. Chase the penis. Always chase the penis. <laughs> my own penis. Not, okay. not not. I'm saying like I I normally go south of the border with my.
1: Okay. With no, I gotta retract my previous statement about <laughs> chasing the penis. That sounded kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of awkward there. Okay. Um. Uh, no, you know what I do. When- what's that? I bring the big dick energy. Right? What do you got? You go in Antarctica. I hold down Europe. Okay, accessible. Is there even Antarctica? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay, accessible from all of the different continents outside of, say, South America and Australia. You know, it. it you know, you just gotta. You gotta have strong arms to hold down Europe.
0: Well, one of the common, uh, you know, miss. Uh, information or I can't Conceptions. talk perceptions. Perceptions. There we go. Yeah. Go. I'm fucking drained. I what give me that shot. Mm-hmm. Um is that the potato comes from Ireland. It does not.
1: Yeah. Stop your microaggressions toward us Irish fucks.
0: It comes from South America and I forget if it's Peru or Argentina. I think it's one of the two. I think it's no. Peru. Uh and you know I, I can I can identify with that Patty, see.
1: No. If I go south of the border See, that's why Colby loves the Latinas, because they kept his family alive for hundreds of years (laughs) by sending potatoes up to Ireland. Another cool thing, the Native Americans, I just learned this, supposedly- They like potatoes? During the Trail of Tears, (laughs) they probably should. Everyone should like potatoes. Cobbled together, the. I want to say it was only like $170 or whatever, but for them- Apparently, that was the equivalent of $20,000 in current money, right? Okay. And their uh, abject poverty being completely, uh, you know, basically run into the ground by the United States government, cobbled together that amount of money and sent it over to Ireland during the potato famine uh, to help keep people alive. Good-hearted people. Good fucking people. And there is a... uh, a statue in Ireland to this day to commemorate their their beauty, and so
0: you know the Native Americans and the Irish
1: forever connected.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this also, but the Irish went down to help uh, Mexico. Is that right? Yeah, the Irish came here. They came uh, they came here more so for their 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 shit at home. they so bad. Yeah, they could make a, some coin.
1: The damn Brits.
0: But then they went down and fought for Mexico, and some of them were against America. Seeing that they thought it was fucked up, what they were doing to the Mexicans.
1: Well, I'm sure, obviously, being persecuted by the English and then seeing the English, for all intents and purposes, return or continue their worldwide dominance on every poor faction of the universe. We're on a tangent here.
0: And we are on a tangent. And this is why we want to say, guys, we gave you our top 10, or I'm sorry, from games 20 to 10, and on the next episode, we're gonna go ten to zero. Are we running that short on
1: time here? <laughs> we're we're deep in, buddy. We're let's deep just in. rip it. Let's just rip All it. Right. All we're right, we're gonna here go. we go. I'm gonna drop down my top we're, ten. We're at.
0: We're at. Okay, let's just do it. I'm gonna give you a. a they a, want a longer podcast. We give them a longer yeah. podcast. Although my bosses.
1: I got to give me a hard time. All right. Well, I'm going to rip the top 10 in about 10. All right. Just no, let's, let's go
0: one for one though. Let's go one for All one right. really quick. We really said
1: a And am LSU. That's going to be right wing Number nine for me. Did you already get your number 10 in? I did. Okay. So that's you right. And nine. Number nine, Cincinnati at Ohio state, Cincinnati battle of Ohio, battle of Ohio, Cincinnati, Still trying to convince the Big 12 to expand one more time and pick them up. Huge opportunity. Here. Yep, and Huge no opportunity. Better chance. Little take...
0: revenge for them not hiring Luke Fickle as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fickle, I'm sure. Smarting about that. Love one.
0: that opportunity. Let's go. Lo- let's lo- go, Bearcats. It. All right. At my number nine, I got LSU at Texas. All right.
1: Think we already, we already talked this.
0: about this. So move it along, Pedic. Give me your number eight.
1: My number eight game is. That's LSU at Texas. So,
0: hell, we already talked we're about this. just that. on top of this. All right. All right. And did I misquote text? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. I have. Did I? Did oh, no, no.
1: Your number nine game is Virginia Tech. Yeah. I'm sorry. At Miami.
0: I'm all mixed up. Don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> some stupid song like that. Uh, Virginia Tech at Miami. Now, this is why is this so high? Colby, your list is fucking retarded. That's what you're thinking. No, because the winner of this is probably going to have control of the coastal division. of the coastal division. Now, granted, Virginia is, is a strong possibility, but they haven't beat Virginia tech in like 30 years. So until that happens, I will not say that they're going to, this game is gigantic in, because
1: these are classic rivals.
0: Yes. Well, sort of <laughs> fun rivals. Yeah. Uh, it's just a compelling game because I feel like the winner of this will be in the like, the loser takes a gigantic step back. Yeah. Unless Boston College beats Virginia Tech Week One. Uh, but that's what it is. I've got a number nine. You're gonna talk shit about me, go for it. I'm the fucking man. All right. Give me give me your number uh nine, buddy. Or number eight, I'm sorry. Number
1: eight, LSU Texas. Sorry to hit that one. You give me your number eight.
0: My number eight was oh, I love this one. The way football should be, Patty C. The way before all this the mighty dollar bill changed everything. Yeah. Nebraska at Colorado. This is the way it should go. I have no idea what to expect with Colorado. A and Big Twelve
1: classic, neighboring big states eight classic.
0: Yeah, Big eight it goes classic. deep. It goes deep into. Yeah. Look, I'm excited for it. Uh, Nebraska looking for revenge after Stephen Montez found Lavisca Chenault on like a 40 yard bomb with like a minute left. But uh, I can't wait for this one. It's in Boulder.
1: I want to see if Nebraska is ready to get this one done. Uh, the fact that it is in Boulder is makes this game hei- heightened interest.
0: Yeah. Okay, right. so, so number seven.
1: Number seven is for Patty C. That is Penn State at Ohio State. Again, one of my favorite rivalries. Uh, the home field advantage hasn't always been a factor in this one, which makes this a, a more compelling game. The fact that Penn State hosts Michigan earlier in the season and perhaps may have won that game makes this game – at this point in the season, likely to be
0: based on recent history. They would have won that game because they've been destroying Michigan at home and vice versa. Yeah,
1: that's true. So this game would put one of the two teams in the driver's seat for the big 10.
0: This is another one I should probably have on my list that I do not.
1: And I just like these two teams playing against each other. This is football. This is humble. The way it should be all like where Michigan, Notre Dame is like highfalutin schools, Penn state and Ohio state is just like, you know, what we're football. That's all we yeah. got. You yeah. know, we're not trying to say anything else other than we're better than you at football.
0: All right. And this is uh, on par with that. Number seven, it's uh, Oklahoma, Texas, red river shootout. Now look, why do I have this further back? Because I believe these two teams will be playing in the big 12 championship, which means this can't mean too much unless the team grabs a second loss, which is possible. But I still say this game is, is, is it's, it's always exciting. One of the better rivalries in college football. Maybe I have it ranked too far back. Maybe it should be higher, but regardless, I'm excited. I can't wait for this one. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see if Lincoln Riley uh, can make it two in a row against the Sooners. No, not in the shootout in Dallas, but in general,
1: in terms of just an overall scene, uh, there's a few, few games more fun, you know, that make college football what it is than this one, Oklahoma, Texas. This is my number two game this season, obviously because of the rivalry itself. The bad blood. Stakes, though. Big stakes. stakes. Big stakes it's, this year.
0: It, just, if everything goes as 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 the writers in the press plan.
1: Which it often has.
0: Last year, there was a team named Maryland. And the year before, there was a team named Maryland. <laughs> Might have had something to say about that.
1: Threw a little uh, wrinkle in this game. But that's my number two, Oklahoma versus Texas. Okay, so you're number six.
0: My number six is Georgia at Auburn. Because I, gonna, I think this is going to happen, Patty. See? A lot of people are on Georgia to uh, to do this. I, I am not.
1: You got the same thing happening that happened two years ago. You got Auburn beating both Georgia and Alabama to close out the season.
0: Uh, I'm more shaky on the Alabama one. I feel pretty good about this one.
1: Yeah. I think Auburn will beat Georgia. It's in, in the Plains.
0: Yeah. Georgia has yet to show me. I mean, yes, they've shown me against Kentucky, and they've shown me against a neutral site, Florida, and and. Go into Auburn or go into LSU or yeah. go into A and M even and win. Then talk to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go go on the road, or truly Bam on road the road, State. yeah. To a national This title is a loss team. and I
0: feel pretty good about it.
1: Hey. It's tough to argue. Tough to yeah. argue based on recent history. Okay, my number six game is again personal one. I don't know what the perception is nationally of this, but it should be given some attention. I'm surprised this
0: isn't number one with you.
1: It should. Well, it's up there. Uh Virginia tech traveling to Virginia. How like,
0: many years has it been? 14 straight years of Virginia. Tech's That's won ridiculous. this game.
1: Virginia. When I first should started watching in this face, you know, Virginia was the dominant team in the program. Obviously, Bud Foster and uh, Frank Beamer, or I should say Frank Beamer and Bud Foster were just superior coaches, despite Virginia having the, uh, the superior talent at the time. And then obviously once Virginia tech, Got a hold of the talent. This rivalry has been yeah. uh, One side. a boat race. Um, so, but Virginia clawing its way back and potentially, you know, and, and I, you know what I honestly think? I think Blacksburg is so remote that the, the cap on this program, the ceiling on the program is a little lower, even though they've gone way higher than Virginia ever has. I think Virginia has potential. To truly be a national title contender, if they put it wow. all together, wow. so this could be the the turning of the tide that puts Virginia. Okay. They were number okay. one in 1990, and with those Tiki Barber teams, Herman
0: Moore, yep, they Sean were, Moore, their quarterback, Sean Moore.
1: That's right, the Moore brothers. Uh, even though they weren't brothers, look, good, Virginia winning this game would be huge, huge, huge for their program. So,
0: all right, number five, I got Clemson at Syracuse, and mainly because of the past two years, I feel like Syracuse has been the better team. I know they lost last year kind of some crazy kind of got it way too conservative, but in general, I still say they out when you watch that tape, you'll say, Hey, Syracuse what looks like the better team there. And I believe they catch him at the best possible spot. And that is right before or coming, right after. Co- yeah. Right after coming off of a game against Texas A&M, I think Clemson going to sneak by A&M, which makes this one even more compelling. They got to hit the road. Clemson's going to pro- blow the proverbial load. Exactly. And then they got to go to the orange up in up in up in upstate New York. And I think this is a very compelling game. Dino Babers, who knows? Uh, He won 10 games last year. Can he continue that? What
1: happened the last time that uh, Clemson went up to that dome? They took an L. Yeah. They took a bad L. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bad L.
1: So. Never really close in that game.
0: All right. Number four. Or was it four for you? Number five five for
1: me. This one, I believe, is higher on your list. Ohio state at Michigan, the game.
0: It's my number one game only because like the Virginia tech thing with you. All right. I we'll have to take over re- for this. I have it as my number one game because what better time for Michigan to jump on it? You know, harbaugh has got to get that monkey off his back and he's got Josh Gaddis switching the offenses. There's nowhere urban Meyer. You want to talk about a time to strike and, and take back the rivalry the
1: home field advantage here,
0: take back the rivalry and win rattle off four or five in a row. Yeah. Nine Day, a little bit untested, a little young. This is it, man. This is your opportunity. Not saying it's going to get done, but it's the fucking opportunity. It makes it really compelling to me, and yeah. I also wonder how Josh Gaddis will do with that offense in, uh, in 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 Ann Arbor. Here's the thing: if it
1: doesn't get done, it's yeah. does this rivalry just end? I mean, you is it wonder. over? If if Ohio State rattles off five or six more wins in a row in this is this rivalry no longer, I think it
0: might, you might be on essentially
1: this rivalry had to like eventually I mean, every rivalry has to like, you know, have some balance parity and yeah. balance in order to maintain its spot. So uh, the, the whole, the whole allure of the big 10 Hanks in the balance for yep. Michigan. To That's be my okay.
0: number one. So now, you know, my number one has been revealed. My number four is Stanford at central Florida. And mainly now I wasn't going to have this with max injury. This is, a week three test that we will learn about central Florida. What we central Florida wins this now. Sure. They play at Pitt the next week, but to me, this is the test to say, are they for real with all these injuries? If they win this, then I'll say, Hey, you can't fake wins against Stanford. And just like to me, like the identity like that, it's just, we're going to learn all about central Florida with their, with the third quarterback. In uh, you know, in the past, what six games or four games, whatever it is, um, that's the tell tell. That's gonna tell everything, I think. So, so I have that. That means a lot to me on that one because I am a skeptic now of Central Florida with all these injuries, and and we'll see there. Patty C, hit me with your number four
1: game. Number four game. We have two new coaches, and particularly something very interesting to me. Obviously, ah. Uh. He's got Jay. his hand in the pie. and no, I do have my hand in the pie here. James Madison, the Dukes of James Madison University, traveling to West Virginia. Kurt Signetti in his first game replacing Mike Houston. This is
0: great because it's week one.
1: Yeah. A, a good time to catch yeah. a team overhauling their system.
0: Jamie's also got a wide out. That's a transfer from West Virginia.
1: Well, I love it. Get a little revenge. You know, a little revenge. Maybe like tell him the playbook. Actually, he wouldn't be able to but maybe you can give a scouting report on some of the players. Look a little wakey leaks, a little wakey leaks. Let me tell you though, James Madison and West Virginia, two party schools in the mid Atlantic region. A lot of shit talk. A lot of (laughs) friends going to each of these schools in terms of bragging rights, a lot on the line here. Gotta be fun personally. And also look with UConn leaving the American and JMU having a athletic department budget that rivals most of the uh, group of five schools if not every single group of five school in the whole country, JMU could be in line for a berth in the American conference and a win over West Virginia would go a long way to reminding everyone what they're capable of. So let's go Dukes.
0: There you go. There you go. And look, my three, two, and one, have already been revealed. My three was Alabama, Auburn. My two is Utah, BYU. My one is Ohio state and Michigan. So with that, I want to say Patty C, do you have, you already said you have Oklahoma and Texas at your number two, but you're not. And I already eight...
1: said Ohio State and Nebraska at my number three. So the only game left, my number one most compelling game. Wow, I love game, how you did that. Yep. Number one most, most compelling, compelling game yeah. is Army at Michigan. Munkin. Let me tell you why. The Munkin factor is huge, right, because obviously them taking to Oklahoma to overtime last year in Norman – uh, and having the amazing season that they had is a huge feather. Calvin Hopkins
0: game. at quarterback, he could ball.
1: Yep, Colby yeah. was showing me tape on the dude. He's a straight baller. Um, Michigan going through a little overhaul, and it's early in the season, week two. Yeah, if there's a time to catch yeah, Michigan, you, you
0: let your offense struggle that game.
1: Now, now is the time. We'll
0: limit your possessions, control the clock.
1: That's right. I love it. I Another love factor it. here, Michigan, if they can recover, even despite an L. Could still win the Big Ten, which means that Army, if they're able to pull this upset, would probably coast through the rest of their season undefeated. Does the national like conscience allow an undefeated Army team with a win over the Big Ten? No,
0: because they've already ripped. I mean, that that the only compelling argument is the. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: disagree with you. I think that Army is so American. It's so against the, the yeah. fabric of American yeah. society to well, keep well, an undefeated Navy. army what if team? Navy
0: beat him in like oh, December 10th great. or something. That'd
1: be so great. <laughs> that that rivalry is already great enough, but imagine, That's, imagine army and in the invitational.
0: That's all I got to say. Here. I would love to see that. I have, I have my uh, doubts, but I would love to see it. Okay guys, this is the college experience. We are going to be pre- previewing the Sunbelt conference on the next episode, but we will also get to our divisional picks. Of the most intriguing teams on the next episode. We're in college football season full on now, by the way. It's the fir- first announcement. We are in college football season. But win totals, over and unders in the Sun Belt coming this next episode. We'll follow that up with win totals for the Mac. We'll go team by team talking about strengths, weaknesses, all that other stuff. If you can give us a good review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because that's what we're going for, guys. We need more. Look, great photos, people wearing the shirts great fans showing up to my standup. I really sincerely uh, am grateful for that now, but if we can get some iTunes comments with some of those same people, that would be amazing. Cause that helps us get more listeners. Thank you so much. We can find us on Twitter at We're on the sports gambling podcast network. We're at the SGP network. Patty is on Twitter at Patty C a three one. I am on Twitter at, at the Colby D. Guys, this is the college experience. We are full on in college football mode now. I'm excited for it. You better start thinking about yours. And we are.